Previously on Jan Mitchell's The OC Podcast. Ryan's back, baby. Yeah! yeah! Why isn't he excited to see her? Oh, yeah. Because she abandoned him. Don is fucking knocking him back now. She's like grabbing champagne off Don of is trays drunk. and chugging him. And he gives a smile like I've never fucking seen this kid smile before. Yeah. And he goes, I'll unpack later. It's time for J.N. Mitchell's The O.C. Podcast. Hey, it's J.N. Mitchell's The O.C. Podcast. Welcome to another episode. This is episode four. We're going to be talking about the debut today and... uh, I'm excited to get into it. It's our first episode with a guest. Jay, how did we get a guest on this show? <laughs> here's here's what a better way to debut having a guest on the show than to do episode four, the debut. It's perfect. Oh my God. It makes so much sense. You're right. Um, our our guest, I, I'll introduce him. Um, our, our guest, when we first... Um, revealed to the world that we were going to do an OC podcast. This was the first person that reached out almost immediately and said, I want to be on this podcast. Please let me be on this podcast. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, definitely. And I was like, all right, cool. So, um, welcome to the show. Uh, our, our friend, uh, Nick Shrum. Hey, Nick. Hey, what's going on guys. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. I've been, uh, screaming about the OC this is just the first time uh it has been recorded <laughs> <laughs> I think we have too I think that's that's kind of the impetus for the show is like we we got drunk together on a Zoom call one night during quarantine and we were like man remember how great the OC was let's uh let's start a podcast where we go episode by episode and go into great detail about every little bit of that show. Yeah, man. And that's what we're doing. And I'm glad you're, you jumped on the wagon and are yeah, along we, for the ride. We, we felt like the quarantine was a good time. Originally, we were like, let's just watch the OC. And then we were like, but we could also record a podcast and talk about it. And maybe like five or six people will listen to it. And that'll be cool. That's a victory. And so that's what we're doing. And you, my friend, are are part of the part of the crew for this episode and i'm really excited about it i'm very excited um i will just a little disclaimer um i we haven't been watching the oc me and my wife have been making our way through sopranos for the first time so there could be some overlap <laughs> that's reasonable Very i think they were on shows. yeah they were on tv around the same time i think sopranos was a little before the oc i think sopranos actually probably like set the bar for this serialized drama television when it oh, came yeah. out in the late Fun 90s fact, yeah uh <laughs> this is so stupid the guy who directed this episode actually directed several episodes of the sopranos get out Holy of here shit. that's amazing yeah his name was uh daniel atkins or atticus and uh yeah he did like four or five episodes of the sopranos uh a bunch of episodes of the wire he does like four or five episodes of like all these like 
big shit like drama ass shows and then we'll do like one episode of Gossip Girl or one episode of One Tree Hill just like kind of pepper in these like they must play really well I guess oh I'm sure he's just like a working director that dude probably has some stories that would be I, I bet he can talk about any of those shows and I would be captivated that's amazing that actually explains a lot that explains why there's that scene where Sandy's eating salami out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, uh, you've watched The O.C. before. Yes, very much and, so. And uh, when when did you watch it for the first time? Well, that's what I wanted to admit to you guys. I When I was in high school, I didn't watch this show. Um, it wasn't until, like, maybe four or five years ago, it became the show that I liked to like get really, really high and try to watch. And, and cause everything that happens on this show is so dramatic from like start to finish. Hello. That, Hello. Uh, <laughs> we have another guest. You want to introduce our other guest, Nick? Oh yeah. This is, uh, Ellis Shrum. Ellis. Yeah. He's more of like, he has his own podcast, but it's about One Tree Hill. Uh. <laughs> what are you doing? We're talking about the Hosey. The way that you... What's that? That's Jay. And that's hey, Mitchell. What's up? And we're talking about the Hosey. Daddy, you remember the Hosey. Yeah, there's Daddy and Ellis. That's, J- that's Jay. And that's Mitchell. Hey, bud. Jay? <laughs> That's me. Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. Nailed it. You got it. Nailed it. (laughs) Good job, dude. You're being summoned. Jay. Jay. Jay Mitchell. I want him to hang out now. He learned my name. I'll see you later. (laughs) It's nice to meet you. All right. Say good night. Night, night. Say good night. Say good night. Night, night. What were you saying? You were saying you got stoned. Yeah, we would like get stoned and watch the uh, watch the OC because for whatever reason, like I think it's partly the music, but everything in the OC just seems so dramatic because there's not a lot of dialogue. It's just like not from Ryan. Big, yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like every other every other thing is just like this big like bum 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 yeah are you, are you telling me we're gonna have to sell Caitlin's horse <laughs> <laughs> she has alopecia you were, this, and you well you were saying when we were talking about doing this episode uh that you were like I feel like the best way to watch it is just on the DVDs and I now we're just, now like we're rewatching it, just like streaming it, and I think you're right. There was something about like the DVD being just like a part of it, and like that era of when you well, had box set and, DVDs and falling asleep and waking up to California, California, <laughs> dude. Yeah, because I that was the music, just like on repeat. There was no like lead in it was just like bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the dvd, DVD menu, menu. Yeah. yeah dvd menu every single time and being like did we watch 
three episodes of those. <laughs> <laughs> it does like um, suck you in. Like there's something about the show. My wife and I just are kind of like burning through it now. She hasn't never seen it before. But yeah, well, you'll watch like four episodes a night and they're each like 45 minutes long. Like it eats up a significant guys, chunk of your evening. I can only do two at a time. It's too, it's so dramatic. It's intense. It's very it's dramatic. Intense. You're right. <laughs> it takes a lot out of you. It well, takes a lot out of you. This speak- one in particular, or I would say the um, casino night. Yeah. It being Mother's Day. And uh, <laughs> this one, there's a lot of like family talk and it hits you off the bat. Yeah, man. Of, like intense conversations. Absolutely. This show does not beat around the bush. They get straight not to even it. a little bit. So... Yeah. Let's dive in, man. Let's let's jump into episode 104, the debut. So we we begin on a on a pretty solid previously on where they catch us all up. I didn't really have any notes about this one, but I did make a note that um they chose to show Seth talking about sailing to Tahiti in this, which seemed like kind of a throwaway in the pilot episode. This is now, if you think about the pilot, this is like three episodes ago, and they show a little clip of Seth talking about <clears throat> sailing to Tahiti. And so the whole time you're thinking like, why did they show that clip? You know? Yeah. Well, there, there, is, there is something about um, our, I would say like our generation just watching so much television and so much like shows that do have like a previously on. Because like, Seinfeld and like King of Queens and like shows like sitcoms never had a previously on. Yeah, they didn't need you one. You do know like our our brains are kind of um trained now that whatever's on the previously on unless it's just like a total garbage show, you're like that's going to be important at some point in this in this episode. They wanted kind of, us to remember. Yes, foreshadowing. Yeah. something that's coming a up. detailed description of what marissa's dad does for a living <laughs> yeah. which we get a little more of that in this episode which i'm grateful for because i feel like it was pretty uh it was pretty vague when the, when it started off and then we well, learn a little bit more every time there's a really i feel like a trope in like especially like 90s and 2000s dramas where they're like investments investments mm. like very broad strokes like i don't Financial know i just need to get i need to get i had a couple bad investments and man i need to get a couple <laughs> good investments the market's gonna turn around any the day market's now. gonna turn around what about financials like <laughs> you're right it's that's just such of... a broad it's so i feel like it's probably i don't want to throw this out because i don't know i'm not in the biz or anything but the it seems very lazy. <laughs> it it kind of is. I mean, it's it's broad strokes because they it's, don't want to. It seems very like like I'm a businessman. What is this business like? Yeah, <laughs> I, I find it interesting card. that like they were I, able to make that stuff compelling in this show because it is like you tune in for the teen drama. That's like your a plot every episode. It's like Ryan and Marissa. Seth yeah, and Summer. They did but, make they were they managed to make real estate like McMansion real estate development like enticing. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> interesting and sexy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this is what your mom and dad do for a living. 
Right. Yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> but, wait to see what happens next week. So, you know, something with financials. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, I, I think another reason that they're vague about it is they know that their target audience was like high schoolers. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I don't know anything about investments now and I'm in my thirties, but in <laughs> high school, if you just said he, he makes investments and he made bad investments, I'm like, Oh, okay. I got, got it. it. I can follow that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, this episode opens after the, no, we haven't gotten to the title sequence yet. Uh, cold open on Seth and Ryan playing um, video games. This one is not Dynasty Warriors. It's a, a new video game. It's a different samurai ninja video game. There's a gorilla uh, in it. I didn't know what game it was, but there was either. a fighting gorilla. There was a fighting gorilla. In it. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember that. I feel like I've seen it before, but um, they do a little. Seth does a little callback to to episode one here, where he's like, he does that. Want a little of that? Some of that? A little bit of that? A <laughs> little bit of that? That? And then he says, like, the pupil has become the master because I guess Ryan's gotten better at video games since he's been living here. Yeah, Passage Ryan finally beats him in a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like passes the rich kid wreath on to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a life of luxury where we just play video games all day. Is there, because I'm going to be honest, I, I don't remember in the, especially the first episode, but how much video games are a central theme of this show. It's like a big the, part of like Seth's like life. Bonding. And, yeah, like they, they spend, they spend a lot of time playing video yeah, games. Yeah, totally. Especially in the first accurate. 10 or so episodes. Like, yeah. I think by the time they get to like season two, they're not really playing video games as much anymore. But There's too much drama. Because up until no Ryan getting here, like Seth, we're to assume that Seth didn't have any friends. So he probably played a lot of video games. Yeah, that checks out. That scans. Uh, so then Sandy and Kirsten walk in and they kind of are like, Seth, uh, we need you to leave. We need to talk to Ryan in private. And Seth's like, is it about the rug? And then he's uh, like, what happened to the rug? He's like, nothing. And he gets up and leaves. That's going to come back later. That's the only reason I mentioned <laughs> that. Because there's a, there a brief Mitchell, callback. Mitchell's a huge fan of callbacks and gets really excited i think this show this show does callbacks within an episode and then and then as we'll see later as we watch it in future episodes they'll call back to stuff that happened like earlier in the season or last season or something uh so yeah i appreciate a good callback um <laughs> but sandy and kirsten are here to to tell ryan that they want to be his guardians like they've they've signed all the papers it's it's like official but they're there just kind of asking if he's cool with that and then ryan Which you ryan, gotta do you gotta do, i mean you want to consent all around for this sort of thing um you don't want to because then you've just abducted a kid exactly yeah. legally but yes you've abducted a child <laughs> um and, and then that's ryan's, not cool it's not cool to abduct children guys don't do it. Just I want to go on the record as being anti-child abduction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got that on the record. Thank you. Um, Ryan Ryan feels a little. He's like a little reluctant or hesitant here. He's like, "Well, what if you guys change your mind?" He's like insecure. I think is the word because he hasn't it's, really had any 
adult or parental figure in his life that he could rely on. And he's like, he's like, what if you guys abandon me too? And then to which, well, you know, it's more so, it's more so like, what if I let you down? Like, what if I, what if I screw up? Yeah. Like, and you don't want me anymore. Yeah. Are you going to yeah. throw me back on the street? Sure. I get that. I mean, he has, <laughs> well, he, he says that. And then Sandy's kind of like, why? Because you stole a car, burned down a house, punched the captain of the water polo team. Dude, Those ships have sailed. It. He has such good jokes. Yeah. They, they, they save the best. I don't know how like you can write Sandy Cohen so well. And then like write Marissa. So like, she's just so incorrigible. She's like, as, especially as the show goes on, she is just kind of a nightmare person. Um, and I, I assume it was intentional because they have every capability of writing, writing these like super witty characters. And Marissa just is not that. <laughs> I I wonder if you're a writer on this show though if it's it's probably easier to write for Sandy cuz you're like I know Peter Gallagher's going to fucking kill this line. Yeah. Whereas you're like with Marissa you're a little more limited just because again, I think she's trying her best, but Yeah. And I think she not, she does okay, but like Yeah. It's just the way that character's written and everything. She's just it's kind of like she becomes quickly becomes like your your least favorite part of the show. <laughs> At least mine. And she's like, I don't the main know. Part of the unless show. you watch the super cut of all the time she goes, Oh, Hey, Hey, because it's like <laughs> six minutes long. Yeah. It's her favorite word <laughs> for like four seasons, three or four seasons. And it's like, Oh, Hey, Hey. Yeah. Every oh, time hey. she sees Ryan, every time hey. anyone enters, it's like, just like <laughs> brush her hair behind your ear and mm-hmm. give you an, Oh, Hey, her 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 hair does some strange things as the show goes on. Like we noticed one episode, she like has bangs in one scene and then doesn't have bangs in the next scene. And I'm just like, yeah. what is going on with her hair? Anyway, we're about to get to the opening <laughs> credits. We'll um, get back to her hair. We'll get back to Marissa's <laughs> hair. Uh, so so Ryan's on probation. So they're like, you got to stay out of trouble. But you know, like welcome to the family, essentially, and. Uh, I thought like Kirsten and Ryan hugging was a very sweet, like he shakes Sandy's hand and then Kirsten comes in and gives him like a real warm motherly hug. And so right. he's a Cohen now. Yay. Yay. She does say, she says no more fights. No, no more fights. fights. Yeah. Fat to, chance. to anybody would be like, okay, cool. Yeah. No more fights. But to Ryan, it's like, but he's like, Oh, that's kind of my thing. Yeah. yeah how do I do no more fights? <laughs> So then we go to the opening credits and those haven't changed yet. I think later they like add more people to it and they add like another couple bars to the song or whatever to fill it out. But now it is just, yeah, it's like the really truncated version for this Which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. (laughs) Play as much of that song as you want. Oh, absolutely. Um, So then we open on the pool house with Kirsten, Seth and Ryan. Um Kirsten's in full mom mode. She's like, we're going to need bedding. You're going to need towels. You're going to need a desk. Ba, 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 ba. She says yeah. underpants. I remember that. She does say yep. underpants. And she's like, is the bed comfortable? And and Seth does like this little like worm wiggle on the bed. Like he just kind of flops around on it like a flounder. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of cute. Um, well, Kirsten got, went from, I mean, up until like the last scene of the last episode, she wasn't really 
on board with having Ryan stay there. And now to see her in this mode of like, whatever you need, we're going to make this, this is your room now. Yeah. Let us know if you need chairs or a desk, we'll get it for you. And it's also awesome. like later, maybe not so much in this episode, but later in the season, also in like such a short amount of time goes from being like, this kid's got to go to instantly defensive of him. Yes. Like, oh yeah. Defend whatever of him. And I mean, She's a I bear. love her character. I think that she is a great, she, like over, I think that she is great at being a mom. <laughs> she is. She is. Absolutely. She has a very like, even in the first episode when she was like, um, not like sure about it's like when when sandy brought ryan home for like the first time and she's like why are you bringing this criminal into my house yeah, he has and like then she's like a wristband on yeah how can you trust this guy and then she's <laughs> like walking away <laughs> and she's like she's like he's gonna need fresh sheets for his bed you know like she's she's always so nurturing even yeah. when she's there's <clears> a <throat> there's a part in this episode where she gets she goes into mama bear mode Oh, big time. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, so she is like, well, you're going to need a tux, Ryan. And then Ryan's like, for what? And then she's like, cotillion. And then it smash cuts to them pulling up to the, it's, it does, it's a, like a, it's a thing they do, I guess, to just sort of like move the characters along, but they, they are picking up the conversation where they left it off in the pool house. It's almost like she says, for Cotillion, hold that thought, get in the car. I'll pick it up when we get to the parking lot. <laughs> they drive in They're silence like, oh, the crap, whole way. That reminds me, Cotillion. Oh. <laughs> oh, where was I? Yeah. Ah, yes, Cotillion. Uh, but also, so, it's a good way to explain it to us, the audience. Well, yes. Who is- has no fucking idea what Cotillion yeah, I was about, is. I was about to ask how familiar you guys were with <laughs> debutante balls. I feel like there was an episode. Remember the critic, the John Lovitz cartoon? <laughs> I do. I, I feel like there was some sort of debutante because his he has like a little sister. Like he's adopted, but he has like a, a little sister who's like his parents' biological daughter. And they're like Southern kind of like rich southerners I yeah think. I always thought it was or no they're like rich new yorkers thing. they're they're actually like new englanders i remember hmm. it's his boss that's like ted turner essentially awesome. but uh, his parents are like yeah like rich new englanders old money and i think there is a cotillion episode of that it's my only other experience with anything having to do with cotillions <laughs> so yeah so so kirsten explains that a cotillion is uh, Newport's most accomplished young women debuting into society, which is an odd thought. It's like saying, like, these 16-year-old girls are ready for courting or whatever. Yeah, and there's only yeah. eight of them. And there's only eight of them. That's They're true. They're a huge high school. And they must be very it's selective. It's kind of a mishmash. I mean, there is, there is a lot of popular girls, but yeah, it's kind of like... I think as a as a father, I would be like, "Oh, I'm glad this isn't going to take all night." <laughs> For sure. I mean, everybody. I was ask, do you think some of the high school girls didn't get didn't make the cut? Is there like an audition process of? I I would like, imagine so, unless it's just like you only have room for like eight people on the dais or whatever. 
It's probably the eight richest girls. Well, well Marissa's I like organizing it because you guys already did the fashion show. Yeah. And the casino night. And I think, much like those, that there is no basis or reasoning behind it. It's just like someone comes home from school and goes, I want to have a fashion show. Or like, I want to have a debutante ball. And they're like, oh, well, we only do debut. Like, that's not really a thing. And they're like, but I want to wear long gloves. So (laughs) they just like have that kind of, I don't know, like everything just seems so thrown together by teenagers. Like teenagers are the ones holding the clipboards in these situations. Certainly, yeah. And I mean, they they do... They always like look amazing because there's a lot of money dumped into it, right? Oh, so course. you're able to get you're able to get the best of the best in terms. But um, it is they, Newport. It is Newport. There is so they they walk into the um, I guess the, it's the clubhouse from the the country club or whatever, and um, they do say real quick, Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Kirsten does say the Cotillion is Newport's biggest event, and we just talked about how casino night we were so blown away by how nice casino night looked it was like (laughs) this is even better than that oh yeah this is a very formal like tuxedo white like you were saying nick long gloves it's like it's like the uh the prom even if like homecoming was a better party prom was like the big one and i feel like that's what the uh the cotillion's all about yeah Um, peggy was working her ass off in that Trying to get those, getting everything together. Peggy, yeah, we get introduced to Peggy, who's kind of this like, she she dresses corporate goth, I would explain. It's like all black, (laughs) but she's like got her hair up. She's very like prim and proper. And she's like, she's like, welcome to the clubhouse. And it's the cotillion. Like she's got very formal lady. We, We saw her in the first episode. She's the one who makes that comment about the the one uh female character who we never see again uh not having the chest to wear oh the shit that was dress. peggy okay that oh. was that was peggy and then Peggy's we see harsh. her in this episode yeah and i don't think we ever see her again i think this That's is the too last bad because she her. i actually really loved her in this episode she has one yeah. line a little later on that that made me like laugh out loud when she said it um you can always count on a peggy they're kind of like a peggy is always like someone's good like encouraging you to have another glass of of white wine yes they're like they're like <laughs> Come on, darling, it's a party into trouble yes <laughs> peggy's keeping it real um so she yeah she explains that like you know you gotta dance at this thing and ryan's kind of like trying to get out of it. he's like maybe it's not a good idea if i go to this thing um but you can't get out of this one ryan i'm sorry no matter how hard you try uh then we cut to the cohen's driveway sandy's pulling up with a surfboard hanging out of the back of his car he's just got got a little surfing before his court date today he's so cool He's the fucking coolest dude. And uh, I I wish so badly because we always see him getting back from surfing. I want to see him surf. You never see him surf. I want to see some footage of of Peter Gallagher just fucking ripping down a a pipeline. Oh, yeah. More than anything. But do you think that footage (laughs) is out there? Do you think they like went out and tried to shoot some B-roll one day? 
with Peter Gallagher, and he's like, <laughs> just, it's just like close it. They just throw two fake mustaches on a guy who's like a professional <laughs> surfer. And they're like, look, they're that's like, just him. rip it up and like, I don't know, act middle age and then kind of swing back in and come in. I Put your shirt on. You're way too ripped to be uh, Peter Gallagher. Um, I think. Wet's if, baby. I mean, yeah. in, my mind, that in my mind, Sandy Cohen is good at everything. So yeah, if I did see footage of him surfing and he wasn't that good, it would probably destroy me. So I guess it's probably best that. Well, it's his, that's his, his like meditation. That's like his, his daily meditation. He's yeah. out there like uh, Rick Rubin or some shit. Like <laughs> no cameras allowed. For the no surfing. cameras allowed. It's just him in the ocean, man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's just him in the sea, and they're just having one-on-one combos. <laughs> so Some days he doesn't even get up. He just sits on the board. Yeah, and man. He's just out there. Just kind of like soaking Taking it in. Taking it in. Taking the nature. <laughs> Feel it. Um, who comes walking up but Jimmy fucking Cooper? And... Uh, <laughs> Have we had... Have we had that much in the first three episodes? Or do we hate Jimmy Cooper yet? He's kind of like the worst. And it's like you kind of feel for the guy. He's a good actor. He's weaselly for sure. He's like, so weaselly. And he's such like, like in this scene in particular, you're just kind of like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? Like he shows up and he's like, oh, I used to have hobbies. I'm like, what are we supposed to feel bad for you right now? Like you just fucking borrowed a hundred K from Kirsten chill out. Um, and so Sandy's like, why are you here? Like, he's not crazy. Sandy's <laughs> not crazy about Jimmy at this point. Cause he asked Kirsten for a hundred K without consulting Sandy at all. Kirsten kind of kept it from Sandy. I had to find out casino and I, it was a whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Jimmy's like, um, he's like, I didn't want you to know about the loan because I was embarrassed of how much money I lost. Like in his job, he's like a financial advisor or whatever. And so, or Sandy's ever, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. He's in finances, and so Sandy's kind of like, okay, you opened up that line of dialogue. You opened it up by saying that. And so Sandy's like, well, how much did you lose? And Jimmy's like, nah, I'd rather not. I don't want to talk about it. I'd rather yeah. not. And then he's like, well, I thought he showed up to like apologize, but I don't know if he ever does. He doesn't. I think he starts to, and then he doesn't. And it's yeah. just like, that's the, those are the scenes where I hate him. Cause yeah. there are some scenes where he's like a good dad, but he's yes, but he's also an idiot. Like he's so right. dumb and he has no like social radar at all. Like he has, he cannot read the room. Uh, so Sandy's just, just kind of like, I'm glad you and Kirsten are my friends. Bye. And he just kind of walks away and Sandy's just standing there like, what the fuck was that? Who is this guy? Yeah. He had oh, to walk a okay, hundred so, yards back to his house. Yeah. Those are some long driveways. Yeah. You know it. It's hands in his pockets. They need to get a zip line going from the Cohen's house to the Cooper's house. I, I did put in that scene. Um, so Jimmy, basically after he like, fumbles over a like sort of attempt at an apology that isn't really an apology. Sandy, I guess is, has gotten over it essentially. And Sandy is like, you're doing okay. Yeah. And, and Jimmy's like, he's like, yeah. But after he's like explained all this stuff to, uh, 
to Sandy and walks off. It stays on Sandy, and Sandy has this look on his face like, I don't think he's okay. Yeah, he knows better. Yeah. He's like, that guy is definitely not okay. And we'll find out he's not okay very soon. Right. Um, yeah, um, Jimmy especially has a way of explaining things. And it, the more he, like, kind of is like, yeah, it's like, okay, just, like, shrugs his shoulders. Hi. Hey. The more The more trouble is, like, coming down on him. As, like, this right. episode goes... Yeah. And people are asking him questions and more yeah. and more intense questions. His shoulders are just start like <laughs> bopping up and down so fast. <laughs> he he makes tell. such poor decisions. That's his for sure. Yeah. The way he handles things so poorly. Um, so then we cut back to the clubhouse. It's kind of like the, the fitting room where all the kids are picking out their like outfits or whatever. And all the kids are there. Ryan's there. Uh, and he sees Marissa. And what does she say, Nick? Oh, hey. (laughs) She does. (laughs) Um, And she's kind of like, well, she's surprised to see him because she was like, I thought you were leaving. Uh, Because, you know, last we saw each other, you were heading back to Gino with your mom. Um, (laughs) And then then Ryan's like, no, no, I'm staying with the Coens. And then Marissa's just like, oh, great. Now we can be friends. I'm like, fuck it. Like, get real. Get a clue, Marissa. You and Ryan cannot just be friends. She has this She has this thing, and we see it with Ryan, and we see it with, even after, even after she, like, dumps Luke for Ryan, and then with Oliver and Johnny and all these guys that come into her life, she's like, we can be friends. We'll just be friends, and I'll be around you all the time and do yeah. anything for you. And you'll probably fall in love with me, Yeah, but we're going to, we're going to be friends. It's you know this. I'm going to send you some signals and we're going to be mixing them. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I'm a, I will say that Marissa is probably the primary antagonist of this whole show. She's kind of the bad guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like an her, interesting take. Maybe her and Julie Cooper, like mother, like daughter, like the family. They're yeah, that the family is like uh, they're like the Lannisters. Yeah, they're the bad guys. <laughs> that is kind of a hot take saying that and about Marissa, but it's so true. Maybe know not what they do, but <laughs> no, yeah, Marissa. Yeah, I feel like drama just kind of follows her, but maybe that's not coincidental. Maybe she's the reason for it. It is high school. What can you do? We also are introduced to the 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 stylist or the the guy fitting who who's who just kind of comes in and goes, "Oh yeah, there's like Prada over there and Armani over there and Gucci over there. Just like don't forget, like y'all are rich." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all this shit is reminders. real expensive. And he says yeah. that to Ryan, and then Ryan just kind of gives him a look like, uh, "You like, just said foreign <sighs> words to me, dude. I don't know what that means." Yeah, <laughs> it's like when you His try to talk. T-shirt is Hanes. Yes, <laughs> it's all he needs. It's if like he when you said to- Hollister's over there, man. He would have been all over that shit. Or like <laughs> the Dickies uh, work pants are over there. 
He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that. <laughs> it's like when you try to talk to him about music or something, he just kind of like gets this blank look on his face like, I, I like Journey. I don't know. Yeah, he does like Journey. He, late, he, later he admits to liking Journey, but that's that's not for a while. Um, we'll get so, to that. We'll get there. <laughs> no so then, so then uh, Ryan and Marissa are like, obviously sparks are flying as they always do with these two when uh, Summer and Luke enter. Because whenever ryan and marissa are talking luke has to be like looking over her shoulder in the background uh or like walking into the room and being like what's going on here so he immediately luke immediately puts his arm around marissa saying like hey this is my girl now and uh he kind of confronts ryan saying like i thought you were going back to chino Ryan's like, no, I'm staying here now. And then, like, I don't want to cause any problems. And then Luke's kind of, like, bucking up. Like, these two can't help but, like, <laughs> want to fight each other at any opportunity they get. And uh, Kirsten kind of bails him out. She, like, kind of jumps in. And she's just like, is everything all right? Yeah, yeah we're all having a good time because Kirsten's a good mom. Yeah. And this the, is her uh, son now. <laughs> I like Luke's character. Not because of this episode. But yeah. I like his character arc throughout I do too. the show. He I do too. Through, he, he goes through a lot of stuff. He goes he has through a lot yeah. of journeys. He, yes, yes. He gets kind of like humbled. He gets uh, humbled and then kind of turns into like a, a golden retriever and just is like, <laughs> yeah. he just like tag along, tags along on adventures. Mm-hmm. By and the he's end like very loyal he's, and very like sweet to everybody he's like totally cool with ryan and marissa being together yeah he's just like well i'm out of my whole life's out of control he's like i'm just gonna ride that way if you like spends time in oregon or something i can't remember (laughs) yeah Yeah, he he ends up moving there he he basically like all of his friends end up ditching him and so his friends become ryan and marissa and seth who in these first four episodes, I, I mean, it was, I was very surprised at his character art. Cause you just assume like we've compared him to like, uh, the karate kid bad guy yeah. where it's just like, you just assume like he's going to be an asshole and then eventually he'll just not be on the show anymore. But it's like, no, he's, he's there for a while. They and kept he, him around, yeah, yeah. he goes through some stuff. He's in like the main like title sequence. Like he's, he's like, na- he's, Is he's he not really? Yeah, he's not even like Summer isn't Rachel Bilson isn't even like mentioned in the uh the opening title sequence at the beginning of the show, like at least for the first few episodes. But Luke is. Like he was like top build. Uh, Summer's actor the, in the worst show. in these first couple Dude, episodes. Dude, I wrote those words down. Everywhere. She sucks so bad in these this episode in particular. Um so Luke's like, "Oh, we're going to go get the truck." And then um so he leaves, and then it's uh, so Luke. Yeah, and then Kirsten's like, Ryan and Seth are available white knights for tonight. And I thought that white knights that's was a Ku Klux Klan term, right? I, th- <laughs> I I put that too. That it's fucking weird that they just keep referring to the the women are are debs or debutantes, debutantes, and the men are white knights and they keep saying white knights and it's fucking weird it is a little weird that that term has yeah kind of gone through a metamorphosis over the years i feel like white knight is kind of like um like somebody who it's kind of like a (laughs) 
It's going to sound bad. It's, it's like somebody it's who... It's a Sandra Bullock. A Sandra, Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock and the bright side. Blind side. Blind side. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's like kind of... It's, it's actually like a... I want to say it's almost like a misogynistic sort of like like man who uh feels that they need to like rescue a woman like like if if like a woman's or a female's going through like a hard time or like something traumatic or something happens it's like i'm the one who will swoop in and i know what to do and i know what's best like that's called white knighting and uh it's just like it's just like a phrase that's been uh yeah it's like a colloquialism that I guess it's been around for a while, but it, it, like the modern like urban dictionary <laughs> definition of the word is that. And so to hear it in this show is like, this is what you call the, the young men also like the white thing. Like, why don't I gotta be white? Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> talked about how the OC is all white people essentially. Yeah. Or all we, all we see in these first couple episodes is pretty much all white people. Not a lot of ethnic diversity at a uh, Harbor. High school. But that, I mean, that goes to just using the term white knight over and over again. It, it, it just reminds you that this cotillion is such an old fashioned thing. Yeah. My like, wife and I, um, we watched this episode and we looked up like what, where, what is cotillion? Like, where does it come from? Is there, it's a real thing. Obviously it's like old England, like month, like like old money in England, like Downton Abbey fucking people and shit. It's like a tradition. Like it goes way back in England, like hundreds of years. And so my, our thought is like, okay, so like rich American people kind of like bastardize that a little probably. And that's kind of the version we're getting here in the OC. Uh, and so like all that terminology and stuff just stuck around for hundreds of years. Cause tradition is stupid. Usually. <laughs> It should die. Generally, yeah. And and this is a good example of that. Uh, so uh so yeah, so you know, Ryan and Seth are available as white knights to any single ladies. Summer is doesn't have a date. And Seth's kind of like, Hey, I'm an available white knight. And she like doesn't even notice him and is just like, I fucking Ryan the whole time. Which like, is gross. It's gross and it's weird. And like, why is she like fixated on him again after like everything that's already happened? Uh, it was just an odd choice, but I guess she was just like, well, Marissa's with Luke. This dude's hot and he's single and he's Chino. Like she even calls him Chino. Yeah, he's, a, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. And she and she, likes she the says bad boy. bad boy in the dressing room. Yeah, right. yeah. We go to, uh, is that the next scene? I feel like, yes. yeah, private changing room with Marissa and Summer. So they're back there. Summer's in a bra again because they never miss an opportunity to put Rachel Bilson in a bra in these first few episodes, which is a little creepy because she's supposed to be 16. Um, but yeah, they're talking about how she's like, I want a bad boy. And Marissa's like, well, if you get to know him, he's actually not a bad dude. And then Summer's like, when I'm done with him, he will be. I'm like, what does that mean? He's gonna be a bad, like a bad person when you're, <laughs> yeah. when it's you're like, done fucking gonna, him. Yeah. I'm gonna ruin his life. Yeah, he's gonna be addicted to meth and like <laughs> stealing cars and shit when I'm whew, when I get done with that guy. Um, so that's all that is really. Uh, then we go to Sandy's office, and it's the same oh. agent. <clears throat> from the first episode the pilot episode they got this actor back they may have re- replaced 
Trey, Ryan's brother, when he comes back <laughs> later. But they kept this character and, consistent. Um, so, like, it, in the first episode when, uh, like, Marissa answers the door and there are these, like, men in black sort of, like, suited black tie guys who are just like, uh, hey, is, is your father here? And then it's us again. Like, give him another card. It's the same dude. And he's going over to Sandy's because... So, here's what I gathered. It's like they're monitoring Jimmy's, like bank accounts and his transactions and stuff and they noticed yeah. he's, under invest- he's, he's under, he's under investigation. investigation by the sec and so uh yeah a large sum of money was deposited in his account it was from it was a check that that like kirsten or kirsten wired the money over to him and he was just like hey i just want you to know and this is like good due diligence. It's like, I want you to know that like money came out of your, your bank account and went into his personal account. Cause he's thinking that like Sandy and Kirsten are like investors, like everybody right. else, like Greg, as we'll see later, Greg's an investor. Because who just like loans a neighbor a hundred thousand dollars. That's a great point. He's one of her oldest friends. He's one of her oldest, oldest friends. friends. <laughs> so it's fine, I guess. A hundred fucking K. And so, yeah, the guy's just like, hey, I don't know if you were trying to invest this money, but this guy just put it into his personal account. And then Sandy's like, okay. And he like, he didn't, he didn't realize that like Jimmy was under investigation and all this. No, he like, says, he says, yeah, no, I know it was a loan. Uh, my wife and, and Jimmy go way back. Sure. Yeah. So that kind of like clears that up. But like, um, the guy says that Jimmy's being investigated for fraud, which is like another one of those crimes that just feels very broad. He's like, right. you know, he's doing fraud. It even rhymes with broad. <laughs> he's doing broad fraud. Broad fraud. Well, that's why they're investigating. They're trying to narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he asked Sandy if he, if he knew that. And Sandy's like, no, mm-hmm. didn't know that. Right. So Sandy, Sandy's kind of like, freaking out a little bit so we we cut back to the cohen's house it's later in the day we're in the kitchen sandy's pouring two glasses of, of red wine and uh kirsten ryan and seth are coming back from the fitting room uh from the for the cotillion thing and uh sandy's just kind of like hey fellas do you mind amscray i gotta talk to my wife and then this is the callback seth is like uh is this about the vase and he's like what vase he's like never mind and he just like walks out that's such that's a funny a like that's such like a lo- not looney tunes but like old timey <laughs> joke yeah right. <laughs> like something they would have in like an i love lucy episode right yeah oh no 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 nothing oh nothing are you worried about the car his feet go um and so, yeah, Seth's or Sandy, sorry, Seth, Sandy's here to talk to Kirsten about Jimmy. Um, In their beautiful kitchen, the gorgeous kitchen. God, the way those, just, those can we take a minute to talk about hanging? how pretty their kitchen is? Well, you being a <laughs> chef, you probably appreciate it a little more than we do. Dude. But I did notice they have another sink, like in the 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 island in the middle. Yeah, they have, it's like, a great idea. It's such a good idea. <laughs> I mean, a, I'm just having your hands in it. It's a hand sink. Hands sink for it's hands. A, it's a beautiful kitchen, and they use it to make coffee and bagels, and they order takeout like every night. They never oh. really cook anything. They have beautiful copper cookware. 
hanging yeah. from like that middle section. Never, never touched. Never <laughs> put on an open shade. Except for when she makes Thanksgiving dinner. That one she time. Does, yes. Right. Kirsten does oh, attempt. Did you know, does it turn out great? Well, oh boy. need we remind I'm you of the meatloaf cooking. incident of 98? <laughs> which keeps coming up. Um, <laughs> so uh, we cut, uh, this is like a quick little back and forth, but we cut to the pool house where Ryan and Seth enter. Um, Ryan is like, I don't want to go to Cotillion because Luke's going to be there. And that guy just wants to fight every time I see him. And I'm trying not to get in trouble right now because I'm on probation and your family just adopted me. This is all making sense to me. And to which Seth is like, um, you can't bail because Marissa probably has a girl for you to escort and Summer's going to be there and I want to escort her. Again, like Seth and they call him out later on in the series, but this is like, this is like a little peek into like Seth being this kind of like very self-centered kind of privileged kid. I know when we watch it and he is like, he is charming and he's cute and he's funny. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But he can be kind of annoyingly selfish sometimes yeah well he kind of assumes that he's getting paired up with summer like he says right to ryan like if you don't go some poor girl is isn't going to be able to go right which we know that summer what kind of garbage pale kid doesn't have a date to doesn't have an escort to cotillion cotillion (laughs) maybe we'll see cotillion we're talking about it's also yeah New points number one event of the year. It's also like like Seth has like blinders on because like he was standing next to Ryan while Summer was like, I fucking Ryan. And he was just like, hey, Summer. (laughs) And she like doesn't say a word to him. And he still thinks in his delusional brain that that Summer's like going to going to ask him to escort her. It's, like, it's the it's the real. secret. It's if you if you will visualize it. something happening and will it into the world, you it'll happen. Magic. And <laughs> and honestly, it worked for him because they get together and they end up getting married. That's true. Nice. Secret works. The, yeah, he does have like these like this like focus that does kind of throw other people into sticky situations. So it's not just Marissa. (laughs) Seth's a little responsible for some of this drama as well. Um, So then we cut back to the kitchen uh, with Sandy and Kirsten. And Sandy's explaining to Kirsten that Jimmy has been like siphoning money out of his investment accounts. Like, like as we'll, we'll hear about later, like people will give him like, Hey, here's a, here's 200 grand invest it here. And then like, I'll like pull money out of it in a year or whatever and get a return on that. Um, so Jimmy's been pulling money out of those accounts to like pay his own personal debts, which as we'll see, you know, like the horse riding lessons, the tennis, the blah, 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 blah. Like Julie, is you know strapping that dude for cash yeah that there is in a in a scene coming up we'd see that firsthand again <laughs> right right lessons. i the, know uh, yeah because if he was borrowing if he was pulling just simply bad at his job and losing everyone's money 
in investments. Which he's also probably doing. Yeah, like it's okay. You're just going to get fired. But right. <laughs> to be paying for horse lessons and copper cookware and that kind of stuff with it, yeah. probably very expensive like face creams. Oh yeah! Oh Tons. for sure! All those candles that we saw in the in the the model home episode. Oh my god! This guy has expensive candles. In the model home. <laughs> so many candles. Hey, how much do you think horseback riding lessons cost? Let's never look it up. I don't. I assume none of us know. Like but uh, we just know it's, it's it's expensive. How yeah. much do you think? A month's worth worth of horse, horseback riding lessons costs six hundred dollars. Six hundred? I think it's more than that. Just for the lessons, or like just for yeah. the lessons that also. doesn't count boarding and uh, yeah, because they have their yeah, own. Yeah, that's horse. a whole other thing. Um, right. So okay, so just for the lessons per month, it's probably like one a week, and it's probably like fucking like I don't know, fucking like three hundred dollars a week or something. So like nine nine twelve hundred dollars. 12. I was thinking something like 12. I'm going to say $1,500. Yeah, that's actually probably accurate for Newport Beach because I feel like everything's just inflated there because rich ass people. Do you think they're jumping or just doing dressage? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm asking my sister. My sister uh, used to train horses. I'm trying to show her. She knows. And she is texting me back. Is it for jumping or dressage? Probably just um, dressage. Caitlin Cooper is wearing a helmet. I don't know oh. if that makes any difference. Yeah, she, it doesn't. Yeah, safety helmet, first. Helmet in both ways. What, was she wearing a like a sports coat? I think. Yes, I think so. Like a black kind of blazery she looking. Jacket. Looked like one of those old timey like photos dressage. with the hound dogs. I'll, I'll the... ask. Don't tell her dressage. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thank you. Um, so then we go back. Well. While we're investigating how much horse riding lessons cost. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jimmy's being investigated for fraud. Um, Sandy's divulging all of this to Kirsten. He Sandy wants to, like, call people. He wants to call, like, their friends and let them know that Jimmy is, like, stealing money from them. Which is, I think, a responsible thing to do. That's a good Absolutely. thing to do. And then Kirsten's like, wait, 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 wait. Don't do that. Before you do that, I want to go you talk to Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. I want to go t- I want to go find out firsthand if this is true. And I'm like, Sandy's like, did I just make up the fucking federal agent that came into my office? Like, what what do you need? And I, yeah. So I guess. And Kirsten- also also for Sandy to be like, we got to tell people Sandy doesn't really like anybody else. That's true. In there. But he's, so he's it's like, doing he's right really pissed off at Jimmy enough yeah. to be like, cause he could just be like, those people are fucked. Fuck them. Fuck Jimmy. Fuck everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. Cause he's a good dude. Yeah. He's got too much, too much. Uh, I don't know. All right. right. Let's say hypothetically, Caitlin is taken. Three, two to three lessons a week. Let's say three lessons a week. That's a lot. Okay. Is that a lot? They, that sounds like a from, lot. She said they average about $45 per lesson. Okay. That's oh. not too bad. But you're, you're, we're talking, if we're talking three times a week. Three times you, a week. However it's like 100 and weeks 35 a month. bucks. Yeah. Whatever. That's probably going to be like 500 bucks. 
But yeah. still, okay. but I mean, that's not counting boarding lot. and doing all that stuff. And yeah, having your own horse. I mean, come on. God, alopecia, eat, alopecia medication. Braces. <laughs> braces. <laughs> Don't get me started. Horse braces are not cheap. Um, Could so you imagine? We... <laughs> horse braces? <laughs> this horse needs to have straight teeth. I'm sorry. I cannot ride a horse with crooked teeth. <laughs> that is a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine having to go go at a a horse with a water pick to get all the hay and shit out of those things? Those giant teeth. What a nightmare. Uh, (laughs) So then we go to uh, the Cooper residence front door. Um, Ryan is there knocking on the door. Marissa answers. She's wearing her cotillion dress, which looks like a wedding dress. It's just like a very nice white dress. They Um, all do. They're all like white like strapless well some of them i guess have straps but they all yeah they all look like very modern wedding dresses right and uh and so ryan's there to kind of like i guess he's there to tell marissa that he's not going to cotillion because of the whole luke situation and before he gets to do that marissa was just like oh sorry i'm like i'm unstrapped here in the back and then ryan's like i could um uh, I could, uh, I could help you. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, okay. And then he like, he Sucked goes in to by her bony back. I know oh, that. Man, oh, the that allure of that back. skeleton woman. Like, oh. Um, <laughs> so he, go- Ryan goes to like, you know, pin the the strap on on her back so her dress stays up or whatever. And it is like hot <laughs> like they're like like anytime they get to touch like there's another scene later where they just like touch each other in a very kind of like yeah i guess like in a non-sexy way and it becomes this like super passionate moment it's like you just like i'm surprised the cooper's house didn't burn down too because there's all these <laughs> fucking sparks flying around everywhere <laughs> also what if that wasn't ryan she an- she answered the door like yeah that could have been mostly anybody. dressed mm-hmm. yeah yeah. What if it was the FBI it was the agent? FBI, like, yeah, the SEC guys. Like, oh, uh, uh, we'll come back later. She's like, she's like, before you go, can do you mind like fixing <laughs> my address or whatever? He's like, this is highly inappropriate. But yes. <laughs> um, and so Ryan's just like, uh, what time you want me there? Like Ryan's just, oh, you sucker, Ryan. Yeah, he can't a help himself. For sure. Boy can't help himself. Young love man. I yeah, I know. I probably, I probably would have done the same thing if I was I mean, in Ryan's situation. It's Why funny. Not? Yeah, we can talk all the shit we want about how he handled himself. But man, if you were 16 years old and you had a crush on some girl and you went over to her house and she was mid-dress yeah. and like she was like, hey, can you like help me like figure this shit out? You would be like... Oh, like you would freak out. 100%. I would freak yes, out. and I'll and I'll also do any whatever. Do you want you how much? What? I have thirty five dollars cash. Do you want that? <laughs> I'll lay down. You can walk on me if you want to. Yeah, it's fine. The keys to my car is right here. Like you can do whatever you want. Um. So then we cut to Jimmy's office with uh Jimmy and Kirsten. Kirsten's over there to get the the truth he wants she wants to hear it from the horse's mouth not china jimmy <laughs> with her crooked ass teeth yeah and she doesn't even they don't even really get to have any sort of conversation before julie comes like busting in and uh 
and she's like, oh, Kirsten, I didn't know you were here. Jimmy's like, oh, she was just uh, asking a quick business question. And then Julie's like, oh, a quickie, huh? Like Wink. Julie fucking twisting the Julie. knife. Yeah, yeah, never she misses an opportunity. Winks to, at the camera. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> to fucking suck the air out of the room. Um, Julie is the loudest walker. Oh, she's always in like <laughs> on television. Yeah, <laughs> you could. They're hear like her having like a. She's like, I just want to. I want to be able to help you, Jimmy. I want to. And you just hear like, these big ass shoes clonking down the the hallway. Oh man, I bet Julie's got. She's like, did I interrupt something? Well, I guess not now. Right. Um, so she she just it, Julie's essentially just walking in to ask Jimmy for more money, right? She's like Marissa's tennis lessons, new shoes. We're going to look at a new car, blah blah blah. And then and then she's like, "What credit card should I use?" And then she just like walks out. And uh, and so this kind of like you kind of like understand how Jimmy got himself into this situation because yeah. he's like, "I can't say no to my family," to which I say, "Like motherfucker, like you can't, you like." It's one thing to like steal a loaf of bread so that your children can eat. It's another thing to be like <laughs> to steal money from your clients' accounts so that your daughter can have tennis lessons. Like from your daughter's friends' parents. Yeah. Like that's just fucked up. And like it's well, cowardly. It's uh I mean it's it's all a it's all a result of living in Newport. Like you can't show any weakness. You can't show any sort of financial struggles, like because your status is so important. It's everything. Yeah. So he he can't let on that he's, you know, doesn't have any money or like it's all. And Julie, he has to like, yeah, he has to like go to like great lengths. Yeah, Julie's like the queen of Newport, and like she won't take no for an answer ever. So. I get it how we got in this situation, but I'm also kind of like, come on, Jimmy. Sack Who, whoever writes the dialogue of like, <clears throat> where they're just like, I just need you to name her to name like four or five, like rich people shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows some rich people more shit? Than anybody else in that writer's room. And uh, whoever does it is really good at it. Just like, oh, we need to test drive the this or like. Oh yeah, they list like a specific like model of Mercedes Benz or something. Yeah, right. the, we need like to the S three hundred. We need to test drive the CLK. We yeah. need to uh, <laughs> swing by uh, this place and get these things, which I feel like are real. Jimmy choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all. I mean, yeah, they. It's all real world stuff. They're not like making up brands or anything. I think it's funny though that that gets the attention of like high school viewers and not uh, white collar crime. Specifics <laughs> of white collar crime. I know. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, but I feel like because it's like a prime time network, like drama. It's like they they have that white collar crime stuff in there for you know the older. 
like they're trying to hit a wide range of ages demographically like for this show like you got your teen viewers right and that's the marissa ryan seth summer stuff and then you've got like their parents who you also want to be into the show so that they all want to watch it get them ratings up and so that's where you got like the kirsten sandy plot stuff and i feel like they get kind of even shake like they get they get kind of like equal amounts of screen time kind of like both sides yeah Mm -hmm. which is cool and it's all compelling to me now (laughs) because it's just like fun tv to watch it wouldn't Uh, be i guess it wouldn't be fun if they were like if they were like having like a real conversation of like yeah i had to like funnel it through these dummy accounts and then like convert it all to (laughs) t-bills and yeah you're right here we are they're like what about what about credit Which? limits? And they're just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like concerned an eight-minute scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, the informant or something. It's just of just like an auditing session, like an auditing <laughs> session between the SEC and Jimmy. Of just like, I was like, it looks here. On this date, did you transfer this X amount from this from account A to account B? He's like, I do not recall. <laughs> I believe the fifth. It's just like 45 minutes of that. Like Everybody, a deposition. My, my dad sitting at home watching it just being like, it's like shit's getting this good. Compelling. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking show, man. Have you, have you seen this show, The OC? It's fascinating. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of it, but they had this one episode where they broke down like uh, that he was training, how he was moving all like all of his accounts offshore. And man, I was it taking was notes. Yeah. It's like they really did their homework. <laughs> and then they listed a bunch of rich people shit. And I wrote that down too. So I can sound like I'm a, I'm a rich person. Um, so then we go to the, we go to like a hotel ballroom, which is where they're doing the rehearsal dance for the cotillion. Uh, Ryan and Seth are showing up there. We go in and uh, we get, you know, it's like a dance floor full of teenagers and then Peggy's in the middle of it and she's kind of like instructing everybody. And this was the line that she did that I laughed out loud at. She goes, She's going like, one, two, three, one, two, three. Try to enjoy this, please. <laughs> Dude, like, Peggy goes home Peggy and line. slams like a bottle and a half of, of white wine every oh, yeah. night after oh, this. Yeah. What she puts herself through, I don't know how she does it. <laughs> she And she talks to her cats about how terrible these teenagers are at dancing. Uh, about bad they are doing the waltz. Yes. <laughs> and then she waltzes like, with her cats. Oh, Copernicus, their form. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the form of these children. Mr. Mistopheles, Ryan <laughs> has two left feet. Yeah, they all have jellical names. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, because it's revealed, because we see Seth and Ryan walking towards the, the ballroom. Yeah. And and Ryan's like, so what it, What do we do? What What is this going to be? And Seth is like, oh, you know, just like cotillion stuff, you know, this and that. And then Ryan sees that there's dancing and he stops him. Yeah. And, Ryan don't Ryan dance. Don't, Ryan don't dance. Ryan don't dance. Um, <laughs> that's such a hard thing that's like a tough guy thing oh yeah oh for sure tough guys don't dance tough guys don't listen to music and tough guys don't dance <laughs> they just fight I think it would have been more out. fun if he was just like low key just like fuck 
Fuck yes, dude. Dancing. Awesome yeah. at dancing. Yes. <laughs> that would have been amazing. He's like, what do I just like, do I hold? And he's just like, whoosh. And like starts <laughs> like, like knocking shit it. out. He like spins Man. around and he has a rose in his mouth. I feel like that was the thing. They're um, just like, did you change shoes? And he's like, well, yeah, I can't. Like, I'm not going to dance in my fucking Nikes. You can't rumba in leather sold shoes. <laughs> What are you, an amateur Peggy? Marissa Peggy or whatever. <laughs> um, and then there was a little moment where, yeah, Ryan's like d- like dead stopped during the headlights looking at this dance floor. And then Seth does like a little pop and lock move to Ryan. He's like, I can show yeah. you that one. <laughs> you want to see? Oh, that was cute. Um, so, um, so Marissa has like promised... Anna to Ryan because Ryan still doesn't have a a, a date yet. Right. So Marissa yeah. Marissa is the head debutante or lead debutante. Or she's something. like the so organizer. She's, she's as, the assistant Peggy. Yes, right. So <laughs> she's she's pairing everybody off. And Summer, when they were in the um, dressing room, Summer asked for Marissa to pair her up with Ryan. Right. And was like, that's cool, because you're with Luke, right? Like, that's cool, right? And Marissa doesn't pair some with Ryan, because mm. obviously, Marissa, she got feelings for Ryan. She doesn't want and anybody to have him, except yeah, for, I guess, so, Anna. So she pairs, uh, she pairs Ryan up with my favorite character of the episode, fucking yeah? Anna. Anna, Anna is, is the best. Do you think she's, we're going to go ahead and call her MVP of this episode? I, w- I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but that's my vote for the OC <laughs> okay. MVP of the episode. Well, okay, we'll we'll see we'll see where the votes land when we when yeah. we finish the show. But yeah, Anna is um, <laughs> she's from Pittsburgh. Hey, working class. Yeah, steel town, baby. <laughs> she's a real person from a place with real weather, and um, yeah, she's like a cute kind of like Steelers indie. Fan. Steelers fan. <laughs> and uh, we, we'll come to find that that her and Ryan, well, I'm not going to spoil it because we'll get there. It's uh, funny. There's pops a bob haircut on somebody and they're like, no, you're a nerd now. Right, just exactly. Like, there's like cut some beautiful girl's hair short and they're just like, no, you're a nerd now. They should have just you popped that like mold. goofy glasses on her. And she's all that style. That's all that's she was missing. Right. Yeah, because she had like the checkerboard like bracelets and the buttons on her. Yeah, cardigan. she's kind of punk, and she like the first thing that she says is like because Summer. I forget what Summer says to her, um, but she just like fucking just like slams Summer like just immediately has like a a comeback. And it does just like yeah yeah because Summer's like. like I forget Pittsburgh. what it is, but Ew. whatever it is, it's like, oh shit, Anna, Anna's quick. Oh yeah, Anna's ruthless. She's she's no nonsense. Right. Um. So so then they go out to the dance floor, and Ryan's with Anna, and Marissa's there, and uh, she's like, Marissa's like, here's how you dance. Put put your hand on his shoulder, and Anna's like, like I don't know. And then she she's like, whatever. And then. <laughs> Because she's just trying to get in there. She's just waiting for an excuse to like butt in. And then she's like, Ryan, put your hand on her back. And he's like, oh, like this. And she's like, no. And she's like, she just like p- 
pushes Anna out of the way. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, let in. me show you. Yeah, let me do it. And uh, and so she puts, or she tells Ryan to put his hand on her back. And then she's like, lower. <laughs> and then, because and then, he puts it like on the top of her back, like yeah. right under her neck. You know, like you would as a nervous teenager dancing <laughs> right. with a girl. And she's like, no, you have to put your hand lower. And I swear to God, it takes three minutes for him to move his hand <laughs> from the top of her back to her lower back. <laughs> And it is just like, and they are just like fully erect the whole time. They're just like gazing into each other's eyes. And then we cut to Anna, who is... It's got to be weird to watch. I know. Anna's just (laughs) sitting there just like, whoa, I feel like I'm watching a porno right now. (laughs) All the other kids are just trying to do this thing their parents are making them do. Yeah. They're stumbling over each other's feet. And like and Ryan they and up and they're like, is this run? They see a teenager with a clipboard and they're like, what's going like, what kind of monkey business is this? And then halfway through, everybody's like slowly moving their hands down each other's backs. And <laughs> Cotillion's hot. Yeah. Marissa's Dude. having her like Tensions sexual awakening in this moment where she's just like, oh, oh my God. Perfect. And it was in a tango. Uh, but it is- Anna, Anna sees what's going on. Anna's like, obviously, like these two love each other. Um, and then, yes, it, it gets interrupted by Luke. Luke. Of course. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Who else? Who else would interrupt a beautiful moment between like two budding young <laughs> hot two, things? Two central characters. Yeah. He's, the, the wedge has to come between them. And Luke, again, makes a homophobic remark towards, <laughs> towards Ryan and, um, and Marissa. He's got, one in, he's got one in every episode, I think. Foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good bit. It's funny because he basically, my wife watches Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Almost says like, I don't know. She watches Grey's Anatomy. And she have a podcast uh, he's on Grey's, that actor is on Grey's Anatomy. Luke oh, really? Yeah, he, like, one of the later seasons, and he basically plays the same character, but whatever <laughs> I, so I like to pretend that he's, that's, like, Grey's Anatomy is now an OC spinoff, <laughs> of and course. he went to medical school and everything, and is like a surgeon now, and, but I'm just like, when are they going to start talking about how his gay dad's? <laughs> but it's good he's done well for himself. That's that it's unfortunate that he's gotten kind of typecast, but I guess like you know, any funny yeah, for him to no be one. like what's up, nerds, but also a surgeon in that show is really right. funny. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, like, I don't know how well that applies he to He doesn't actually thing. say that, but his yeah. face and his body say that. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I'm sure I he's just like, like, hey, what's up? I'm Dr. Smith. And but his really being like trying to take somebody's lunch money. Perpetual I had to and- remove the I had to remove the patient's spleen. It was totally oh. gay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Luke. Spleen's can't <laughs> You're be a gay. doctor. Come on. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Marissa goes over to Luke, and then Anna's there with Ryan, and Anna's just like, you guys are so into each other. Like, it's obvious. Anna's, like, very wise. She's, like, very observant. 
kind of like smart. She like figures out everybody's kind of motivations and stuff like very quickly. Um, she's kind she of an says, audience. She says like, uh, she says like, uh, you, you're into her, aren't you? And Ryan was like, uh, I don't know. I, I think so. And then Anna goes, you're in trouble. Big trouble. He knows it, <laughs> but he just can't help himself. And then, uh, so then Luke's, uh, talking to Marissa and he's like every time I walk in a room that guy's macking on you and it's like well yeah no shit and then oh, um, if we could just real quick Mitchell if we could go yeah. back to where Luke because Luke says uh, he's like you know I'd be worried seeing seeing Chino with his hand on you like that if Chino wasn't gay and then right. it's it's Luke and Holly and Luke's henchman, but I don't think it's Marlin. I think it's another it's henchman. You're right. It is another but, henchman. Because if it were Marlin, henchman... he would have been like, hey, good one, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Burned him. Marlin, but the henchman, which the henchman may or may not does be his laugh. name. The henchman does go like, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's what you do. But that's it. Um, yeah, Marlin may or may not be his name, Nick, but it, it was the character... <laughs> It was a character who had like a you couple lines. The name Marlin? We yeah, think we that think... Luke has a friend named Marlin, and we have talked about him on this podcast more than anybody in He's the actually world. my favorite character in the show, but he only has like two lines in the whole series. Um so yeah, he's look, and he's not wrong. Like Ryan and Marissa obviously have incredible chemistry. But it's usually Marissa who's macking on Ryan. Am I wrong here? It's you, it's always like Ryan's just like, "Hey, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble." And Marissa's she always like, "She technically is the one who walks into the room, right?" So I guess yes, she is the macker, whereas Ryan would be the macked upon. He's macked upon. Right. <laughs> Ryan Ryan by no means is like not. I mean, he doesn't want to get in a fight with Luke, but. He's still, you know, very clearly interested in Marissa. And if she says, put his hand on her lower back, he's not hesitating to do that. No. He's just like, okay. Yeah. At the beginning yeah. of this, all Ryan wants is, the last thing he wants on the planet is for Marissa to walk across a room and talk to him. And she does that like four or five times in this <laughs> In this episode. Yeah. He's yeah. on one side of the room just being like, God, I hope she doesn't fucking come over here. And she walks <laughs> through a bunch of people. Yep. And goes, just to hey. get to oh, it. Oh, hey. Just to stir the <laughs> fucking pot, man. Just to stir shit up. Just to stir shit up. So what are you doing we're... over here by yourself? <laughs> it's no, <laughs> Luke, it's no big deal. We're just talking. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah. You guys are. You guys are so into each other. So we go back to... Oh, yeah, yeah. never mind. It's for okay. later. <laughs> yeah, I don't we'll, want to get we'll ahead there. of myself. So we go back to Anna, <laughs> Anna and Ryan, and Anna's kind of piecing it together. She's like, wait, you're the kid who like burned down the house and stole the car. You're the kid from Chino, right? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, so I'm making my debut into Newport Society with Newport's Most Wanted? That's so cool. Or <laughs> like, I can't she's, wait or something so like that. She's so excited about that. Yeah. yeah. She's like into it. I'm just like, Anna's rad. Like Dude, Anna's super cool. She's so much cooler than Marissa. She's so Anna's much cooler wild, than man. Summer. Yeah. Anna's, Anna's my Fucking type. Pittsburgh, man. 
Yeah, of of Steel Town. <laughs> Steel Town. Um, so then we jump to Sandy's office, and we've got a Sandy and Kirsten scene. And I think like Kirsten's here asking Sandy to give Jimmy legal counsel. I guess. Yeah, because the 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 scene with Jimmy and Kirsten um, from before it ends with Kirsten being like, "You need help." Yeah, and Jimmy's and like, like, "Who's gonna help me?" Who's gonna and help in the same way, Jimmy. like in the same way that that scene with Jimmy and Sandy, where when Jimmy leaves, it, the the camera stays on Sandy for a while, and he kind of like looks off, like yeah, th- like he's thinking. Yeah. Um, the same thing happens with Kirsten. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he's like, "Who's gonna help me?" And Kirsten is thinking, and it's like, she knows. I know. She knows who can help him. My husband, who doesn't like, like this guy. <laughs> I like how this scene. This this scene. Uh, hold on, let me find it in my notes. Uh, this this scene starts with uh, with Sandy being like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is not fond of Jimmy, and he he feels as though like because all the people he represents are like kids who are in like shitty situations. He's talking about like a kid who's going to get like one of his clients is going to get like deported or something. He's fifteen years old, and he's like these kids like have been dealt a shitty hand, like Ryan. Like the world's against them, and he's like yeah. Jimmy Cooper is like a spoiled brat who just like fucked up. Like he. He can figure just it like out on me, his own. Just like me, Sandy. Just like me. Yeah, which is what Kirsten <laughs> is like. How she retaliates. Like that's like such like a trope in this show. Is like people people argue. You don't that, know like, my backstory yeah, either. Jimmy. Like when Oliver comes into the picture and they keep comparing him to Ryan, and they're just like, Ryan, you should really take it easy on this guy because he's just like you. It's like no, he's not. He's a fucking not sociopath. <laughs> and Ryan's just the sweet a sweet boy. Um, um and, and yeah, Kirsten did, kind of like holds I loved up. this scene. We've talked about like Sandy and Kirsten scenes and how they're oh, both they're the just like good actors. And yeah. it's kind of refreshing because usually every episode has a couple of scenes with like the acting isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um and I love those <laughs> scenes too. But then like when you get a scene like this with these two just fucking going at it, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's really like I mean, at the end of the day, they love each other, but but Sandy's always just like, never get married. Hey, if I got one piece of advice, <laughs> never yeah, get man, married. Yeah, I mean, he like really rips into her. He does. <laughs> it's kind of like a like a honeymooners, like it's kind of an old idea of married couples <clears throat> in like TV and film and stuff, I guess, where they kind that's, of like are at odds with each other. That's what you were talking about earlier is like kind of, I think, the writing for... Uh, I just totally f- um, Sandy Kirsten yeah his, like his writing is they just like take dad jokes like basically take a Tim the Toolman Taylor and, <laughs> and put him on the west coast but and then just kind of give him like a little something that's like more f- relatable and fun yeah. And it's just like, that's the sweet spot. It's a perfect yeah. recipe. Plus Whenever those they're eyebrows. grilling, they're always like, I don't know, what are these portobello mushrooms? He's like, you know what? I just want, what is this, Sauvignon Blanc? There's like, <laughs> I just want a piece of meat and, and a, a beer. And a beer. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> and they're just like, Sandy Cohen, man, that guy. He gets it. He gets it. 
Um, so then, yeah, like Kirsten that's kind of... That's for the dads out there. Hey, this one's for the dads. <laughs> so then Kirsten, um, you know, like Sandy's kind of just like, like this guy got himself into this situation. Like, like why should I help him? And then Kirsten is kind of, she kind of repeats what Jimmy said earlier, where she's just like, you know, like if I was in this situation, if I was in his shoes, like there's nothing I wouldn't do for my family. Which is kind of a shitty thing to hold over Sandy's head in that moment. But uh, she goes there. And it kind of just like breaks down because it does. It kind of, it, I guess, may, puts it more out there that less of like, oh, this guy's not good. And more of like him treating him as a romantic, almost a romantic rival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and more later, like obviously like later in the season, uh there's more of that but this is like kind of the first time where you're like where everybody's like well they have a history oh they have a history yada 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 and then finally he has to be like am i gonna help this dude because i think he's trying to bang my wife (laughs) right (laughs) it's hard to reconcile yeah yeah he's he's been reminded about that pretty much every day for the last however many years that they've been next door neighbors. Dude, like, that's just crazy. Yeah. It's so weird. Dude, like, could you imagine? <laughs> could you, you live imagine? next door to your wife's ex-boyfriend? Like yeah. high school boyfriend? Yeah. Or if, yeah. Or if your ex-girlfriend moved in next door, like if you were in Kirsten's situation, like, it's just like, it's bad news written yeah. all over it. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta move got to move but so, kirsten <laughs> also knows kirsten also knows that her dropping that last line of like you know because he's like she's twisting the knife yeah, bet, or yeah. Ba- basically just being like i know he's gonna help him now like i know what i got said him. is gonna stick with him and he's oh, yeah. probably gonna end up helping him and i don't think she did it like maliciously like jimmy is her friend like she mm-hmm. she doesn't I, I've I've said this in a previous episode. I don't think she still has feelings for Jimmy like romantically, but she does still want him to be okay. Like she wants to help she him. She cares about him. It's her nature. She's she's a great mother, nurturer. Yeah. She's just the, her and uh Sandy together are like noble to a fault. Yes. At times, yes. Yeah. But I mean, they will do what is right, mm -hmm. like if it destroys them. Yeah, they're kind of like Ned Starks. Oh man, the Coens are the Starks, and the Coopers are the Lannisters. Coopers are the Lannisters. Fuck. Tale as old as time. So then we go to the hotel. It's later. They're like, um, they're getting out of their dance rehearsal, and then guess who's having another party? <laughs> I put that too. Fucking Holly's Holly. having a cookout at her parents' beach house. She says, of "I was like, because I was watching it, being like, this seems familiar." Yeah, <laughs> it's always Holly's. It's every parents. episode in the beginning. Yep, that's where the parties happen, man. Um, except this time, her parents are back, and they they know about it. <laughs> yeah, man. So they she, gotta rein that shit in a little bit. <laughs> Holly says that she does this every year for Cotillion. But don't you only do Cotillion once? 
Yeah. That confused me. Maybe, maybe you. Is there like junior cotillion? You can go to it. And maybe she's got a bunch of older it? siblings. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. That that could be very possible. But no, she does she does say I do it every year. Because yes. it's another situation where Seth was like, You didn't do it last year. And she's like, Yes, I did. And he's just like, oh. and I thought he was gonna I thought he I was gonna my go invitation. I guess my invitation got lost in the mail. Son of a bitch. And I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't. I'm proud of him, yeah. <laughs> but that's essentially what he said with his yeah. eyes <laughs> yeah, in that moment. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was straight, but yeah, you're right. Maybe it's like a big event. The whole town knows about, I mean, it's, it's Newport's biggest event of the year, apparently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wh- another excuse to have a fucking party at your parents' beach house. Why not Holly? Um, so Marissa invites Seth and Ryan to Holly's party. And Ryan, of course, is just like, I don't think that's a great idea for me to go. Because he's punched at those parties. Yeah, every time always. I go to every always time, gets punched at those parties. If Holly's having a party, I'm getting punched at it. And uh, but Seth wants to go, of course, because Summer's there. This old thing again, and and away we go. Um, well, because because Seth and Summer got paired off, yeah. and so he's, now he's going to the races. He's just yeah. Like, now Seth is like that. I got my in. And it's smooth sailing because he likes sailing from Does. here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then we go to the restaurant. So this is uh, Holly from earlier. And we see her dad, Greg. And Who is the- Ted Benneke from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Oh my God! You're right. <laughs> I knew I knew that guy. Yep. And I didn't put that together, but you're absolutely right. Fucking Ted Benneke. How about it? And he doesn't. He's he do, he does a good job in the show, but he's not like a. He doesn't have a big part. I think this is his only episode that he's in. Okay. But he makes it count. <laughs> oh, does he ever? He stirs some shit up. Yeah. So, uh, Holly and her dad, Greg, Ted Benneke are at, it's like a, it looks like a restaurant or some kind of like market thing, whatever. And they've got like big bags of food for the grill out for the party tonight. And, um, they pass Jimmy Cooper as they're exiting. Jimmy Cooper's entering. (sighs) Right. And then, um, and then Greg is sort of like, uh, hey, Jimmy, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. And this is another example of giving us just enough to know, like, what's going on with this whole financial situation, but not going so deep. Like, I think Holly even interrupts him at some point because it's just like, we don't want to talk about this too much because it's not right. that interesting. He says, like, I need to pull money out of the account. And that's like right. as much That's all you need. Info. <laughs> it's like he gave Jimmy like 200 grand and he was like, put it in, invest it in this account and we'll watch it grow over the next two years and then I'll pull it out. But he's like, hey, I want to get into like real estate or whatever. So I need to pull that money out now, my money that I gave to you to invest I need to pull that money out so I can go do this. And then Jimmy is just like, oh, you sure about that? The market's going to turn around. Like, (laughs) trying to. Which, honestly, for Jimmy, because we addressed in the first episode, whenever people ask him about their money, 
yeah. he usually is just like he starts uh, like boo, tugging uh, his collar uh, <laughs> the money uh your money uh <laughs> what is he, money <laughs> because yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's bad at his job which is not illegal right yeah, it's, and it's, <laughs> whenever they like somebody and again they come to him with some vague thing of like yeah, we have a nice little second income with this real estate deal and uh, might be our only income being the way pharmaceuticals are going. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's <what I'm> saying. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. It was just like kind of like slap, uh, what, hackneyed? But they, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but um, yeah, that's another case of somebody being like, hey, Jimmy. I got this thing. Like, I need to talk to you. This is important. And it mm-hmm. should be important to you. And he's just like, yeah, 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 We'll talk later. We'll talk. He's uh, like come really amped right. about this to go food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then, yeah, like Holly actually kind of like bails Jimmy out of this situation. She's like, dad, I'm going to be late to my own party. Hello. And so Greg's just like, just bring the check to Cotillion. And, and that's it. Fun. But before that there's happens, a, there's a little, there's a little tiny air of in, is the name Craig or Greg? I think it's Greg with a G. Greg. Okay. There's a little, you can tell Greg is a little bit like not full on suspicious, but just the fact that Jimmy's like, mm, yeah, he's sure? like, that's my money. Like, just <laughs> give me my fucking money, dude. <laughs> also, also Jimmy's uh, card bounces. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to mention that, for. like to kind of like make the situation a little more awkward for Jimmy. He, he tries right. to pay with a card and it gets declined. And then he but waits solid for... solid lie. Yeah. Solid he, lie. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's a new card or something like that? Oh, yeah. It's a new card and I'm trying to... It's the same lie I came up with with the when Zoom crashed earlier. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a new computer. Uh, just it's working like, out yeah, the bugs. Yeah, it's like a new, new Zoom... And I'm trying to, I must not have activated it yet. I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just do the podcast in cash. How about that? I'll just do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy waits for Greg to leave and then he's just like, I'll just pay in cash, which is so, so demoralizing for a new port person to pay in cash. Oh, cash. What is he? A drug dealer? Uh, so then we go to so then we cut to Holly's party, um, and uh, I thought it was interesting teen that fun. teen fun. Every, every, we're having a great every time. time. She has the best one parties. Of these parties. It's just like teen fun. Yeah, a lot of B roll of uh, like the camera jumping around, kids partying, drinking, hands, smoking weed. It's they're fun. always like playing with food. There's like it's catered, and they're always yeah. like. They're like, whoa, 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 like throwing bean dip on the floor and stuff. It's oh, just he's like a wacky kid. You know, teen fun. <laughs> just like when we were in Good a wholesome teen fun. Yeah, <laughs> this one's a little because some of the parties that we talked about before at the at the beach house are straight up like lines of coke on the table, ragers, and like yeah. That's when her parents are out ragers. of town. This one was a little, yeah, a little more. Still catered though. The even right. when people are like taking like gravity bomb rips, <laughs> there's still like a pretty thing. nice like crudite spread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got uh, like a, people walking like around with hors d'oeuvres. Party trays. sub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love them six footers, man. <laughs> uh, so I thought it was interesting that Holly was the grill master. 
She's like standing there with like a bunch of like kebabs or whatever over the grill. Because they just got food. Eight eight of them. Yeah. And she's got like a margarita and she's wearing a bikini. No apron. Holly didn't give a fuck. No, that's not safe. Nah, she's fine. A little splash up. Um, And yeah, then uh, Summer, so Summer's trying to... She's trying to trade Jack Johnson tickets. Yeah, for Holly because she 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 can't stand Seth. So she's yeah she's trying to pawn her her Jack Johnson tickets and like some others like she has like a little bit of ca- eleven dollars of cash in her purse and right. she's just trying to like be like Holly will you trade escorts with me to Cotillion because I can't stand this guy even though he's the cutest most charming boy in the world <laughs> he's a sweetheart. And yeah, you said you yourself said that he was selfish earlier, which I agreed to. But But I mean, this town isn't he's worth more than Jack Johnson tickets. I don't care how good they are. (laughs) I don't care if they're they're backstage. Yeah, Yeah, I don't care if uh, if uh, I don't care who plays with him. I don't care if uh, Dave Matthews plays with fucking fucking Jimmy Buffett's going to be there. It's going to well, be a shoeless night. For, for JB. <laughs> <laughs> Do you They're guys follow Jimmy Buffett on Instagram? No. I didn't realize he was on Instagram. Oh, he's on we Instagram. Don't, we he's don't a, live at the beach. Like he's a corporation. Do. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm out here. <laughs> I'm doing my best to, to waste away in Margaritaville. That's for sure. <laughs> Is his Instagram good? What kind of content? He has a lot of, he he sells a lot of Jimmy Buffett like name brand like name brand um marijuana products and like CBD oh, stuff. Oh no shit. Okay. He also has beautiful teeth. He like can afford perfect it. white beautiful teeth. Man. And just like the 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 leatheriest tan skin. Yeah, he looks like a like a like a saddle. <laughs> a saddle with big old pearly whites. Just like throw a Hawaiian shirt on him. Oh, he honestly looks like old pictures of like Thomas Jefferson, but with beautiful teeth. <laughs> Not wooden teeth like Thomas Jefferson. No, it was George Washington. Um, all right, so so Seth's over by the grill. Summers by the grill, or Summers by the grill, trying to you know trade escorts. Seth's there. Summers like. So mean to Seth. Yeah, because he comes up like, hey, Summer. Like, he he comes up real, real, not creepy, but real just like like, dorky. Yeah. Try try, be a little cooler. I know you're not like a cool dude in the eyes of all these people, but like, you know what it just be, you know how you should. Yeah. But also, does he (laughs) overhear that conversation where. Cause it to me it didn't seem like he did. I don't think I don't he think did. So. It didn't. Okay. It didn't give us any hints that he did. Um, and then Summer like bails, and it's just Seth and Holly. <laughs> and Seth says, "You're a really good barbecutionist." And I yeah, which I love. I was yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he does say. That. He does say to Summer, he's like, uh, he's like, "Hey, Summer, uh, can't wait. You know, can't wait for a cotillion or something like that." And she's just like what did I say about talking to me in public or something like that? Yeah. And he's like, could you at least pretend to be a little bit excited? Like he does kind of stand, stand up for himself. He does stand bit, for, yeah. up for himself for the first time. Like, and it's very brief, 
yeah. but he's basically <laughs> just being like you're being real shitty could mm-hmm. you just pretend yeah just for my sake just yeah, for yeah. just like sake of being decent but yeah barbecutionist i really thought that was great that was a good line um so then we cut it to inside the uh, the beach house, Holly's beach house, and Luke's being like a meathead. I think that's where the aforementioned bean dip was thrown. Yeah. Uh, with yeah him and his like, what? what is it? <laughs> 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 oh, You're bro. fucking crazy, man. I think he says like, like what, pay you up. And it's like a hack. What? Is that Marlon? <laughs> that might be that, Marlon. I, I don't remember. That might be I our guy. Because that's, that's some Marlon behavior right there. That's some shit Marlon would do for sure. Uh, so yeah, Luke's being a meathead. Mar- uh, Marissa's just kind of like sitting on the counter behind him, and she spots Ryan from across the room. She's kind of like done with Luke. She's like, God, he's such a baby, baby boy. And then uh, she sees Ryan, and she's like, "There's my baby boy." And so and Ryan, she- Ryan is just sitting there waiting for Seth. Yep. talk to Summer, and then he's like, and then we're going. And then we're going to go home. He, but he sits on the couch and immediately covers, like, takes a pillow and covers his dick with it. Like, he's got a bone. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did he do that, do you reckon? Because he saw Marissa? There's he women in bikinis. There. There's That's women true. in bikinis grilling. There is mild I mean, dancing. I put a pillow over my lap. <laughs> I guess probably it's 2003 or whatever. Like hot in here is probably playing in the background. (laughs) And there's just like high school girls just like shaking. Yeah. It's just horny (laughs) as fuck in that room. This is, this is, this is so, (laughs) this is so far, so far in the future. But at this point I'm on season three of the show and there's a scene in season three where some of the people are at a strip club and you could tell they couldn't get the rights for Hot in Here. So it's like a song that sounds kind of like Hot in Here. Like it's got that boom, boop, boop, boom, boom, boop, boop. So there's it's like man. Not, no, I was going to ask you guys about that in this because there's definitely, there's at least one song where you're like, oh, I recognize that. But then you like give it a closer listen and it's not. <laughs> you're like uh, oh that's nothing and then at this yeah. party the, it's like uh which they also do all the time in the sopranos is like it's just like you listen to the lyrics and it's them being like teenage party yeah rock and roll good time party at the beach house like beach house party yeah marissa's walking and, over to ryan now I it's hope like no one gets punched in a few minutes. <laughs> so it's the, yeah, like the I think B-52s. They, they, <laughs> I noticed that, they, yeah, it sounds like French Night. I, I noticed the thing with the show where they'll, there will be like a song that is kind of the theme of the episode. And it kind of works well because it's it's like a motif that comes in and out throughout the episode. But I honestly they spend think all their money on Hallelujah. Yeah, I honestly think it's because they like it was a budgeting thing, and it's like we can only get like one like actual song licensed song per episode, and so they're like we got to make it count, so we'll like bring it in, you know, three or four times throughout the the episode, and yeah, the rest of it's just kind of generic, kind of like stock music stuff. Um, there's so, a song. There's a song at the end of the episode that surprised me, but I'll we'll get to it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I jotted that one down. That's a good one. <laughs> um, so Marissa sees Ryan from across the room and they kind of wave at each other and Ryan's just kind of like, stay there. Like, I'm not here to like fucking <laughs> <laughs> fuck your shit up. He's just kind of like motioning to her and she's just like, oh, he wants to talk. So she just like jumps up and like goes over to him and uh, they're chatting it she's up. She's like, watch, I'm about to get this dude punched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to see two boys fight over me tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and make that happen. Yeah, it's weird that she always acts surprised that I know. that's how Luke responds. And it's like, that's how she's he's like, responded every time. That's the worst part. She never learns. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> to Luke, which he is. Uh, but she kind of is too. Defending um, her honor. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's talking to Ryan. And then of course, like Luke sees him talking and he like comes over and he's like, hey, go like get out, like go talk to Holly or whatever. And then Ryan's like, don't tell her what to do. Like this was the scene where where like Marissa actually like confronts Luke and she's like, I came over to him. I wanted to talk to him. And it kind of mm-hmm. like blows a fuse in Luke's brain for a second. He's just kind of like doesn't know how to process. Like my girlfriend wanted to talk to another guy that she's into and he's into her. Like, and he just like immediately like turns it on to Ryan. Again, let me remind you, Luke is cheating numerous times on Marissa. So it's fucking with Holly. And, and we know that. Yeah. So it's, it's fucking bullshit for him to be like, don't talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah, I know I this know. might be a hot take, but I feel like Luke might be a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> they um, his true colors. I also I don't know if he does it in this episode, but the the way he him whenever him and Marissa have a fight, the way he like apologizes or makes up is he shows up to her house when she's not there, yeah. and just like hangs out until she shows up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like weirdo <laughs> ryan and marissa are off like at the boardwalk having a, a good old time bonding all over the place and they're like that was so great i'm gonna go back to my house and like walks in and uh dude's there and he's like finishing a sandwich that someone made, made that yeah. someone made for him and he's like she who shall not be named made for him <laughs> dude yeah you're right like <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, just like, yeah, I thought I'd come over here and say I'm sorry, but you were here, so I thought I'd get a sandwich. Anyway, you <laughs> want to get out of here? Well, I think oh, that is that's that's to show that like they've been dating since like fifth grade, and so he's very comfortable with her family and with just like walking into her house and be like, Marissa here. I'll wait. Yeah, it's an open door policy for Luke yeah. at the Cooper residence. Um, so yeah, so Ryan's just like, all right, I'm going to go. <laughs> and then Luke's like, let me help you. And he like grabs Ryan's arm and then Ryan like spins around and kind of like, they kind of have a face off for a second. And then Ryan's just like, I'm not going to fight you. Like again, trying to just like keep it chill, yeah. neutralize. Like he's, he's not here to like, he, he's got a great thing going for him with the Coens. He doesn't want to fuck that up with another, like, he has one job to do and that's not fight. And he just can't help it <laughs> because <laughs> Luke, he's like, I'm not going to fight you. Luke's like, even if I do this and he just like punches Ryan hard in the stomach. Uh, 
I, that's like, what, I, when I watched it last night, I was like, that looks like it hurt. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. I, like worse than, worse than being punched in the face. Oh yeah. It's knocked the wind out of you. And then, Do uh, you guys, I, yeah. what I was thinking, like when he said, and I've never been in a fight before, so I don't know, but to me, it seemed dumb for him to say, I'm not going to fight you. Because then Luke could be like, all right, well, I can just fucking punch him and he's not going to punch me back. Like, Yeah, but then Luke looks you, like a dickhead. Maybe you don't say I'm not going to fight you. You just kind of stand there you and stand don't there. fight him, but don't yeah. say that you're not going to fight him. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough situation to be in. If I were Ryan and I could fight, I'd probably fight him. I'd be like, let's go outside. But no, fight. you're not supposed to. Yeah, but I'd do it anyway. <laughs> You're gonna get sent back to juvie, dude. I mean, it's You're a it's a it's a, it's a duel. We're having knows a duel. Chino fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chino sounded not too bad considering how hard of a time he's having it in Newport. Dude, Chino's <laughs> probably super nice now. There's probably dude. a Hyatt there. Oh yeah, Chino's got like million dollar bungalows. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Seth comes up and he's just like, "Hey, like." You uh, you got beat up and you didn't fight back. You really are a Cohen. Hey, good line. Good line. Uh, then we go to the pool house. It's later. Ryan is um, he's just chilling on the bed reading comic books, which you know who who's doing that is. Seth's getting him into comic books. I thought that was kind of sweet. And Ryan then, uh, reads a bunch of comics. It's great. Yeah, it's cute. And then uh, Seth shows up and he's all in the tuxedo and shit. And he's like, you're not coming to the cotillion? And then Ryan's just like, no. (laughs) Luke's going to be there. It's going to be... Marissa's going to be there. Like, the same thing that's happened in the last three episodes is going to (laughs) happen again. And uh, really, all you you have to do is, like, lock arms with a girl. Not... Marissa, but yeah. like lock arms with a girl who's cool. We've already established how cool Anna's she is. super cool. And then dance like one time and then you can bounce. And that's it. That's all Cotillion is. I'm and everything sure. in Newport is within walking distance. Yeah, it seems See, like it. You can do that, Shrum, but Ryan can't. It's not he's that He's gonna fight. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all wound up. Because he, like, I bet, like, Ryan fucking knows it. He's like, if I go to this thing, then that beautiful girl that I'm, like, crazy attracted to is going to come up to me, and she's going to start talking to me, and we're going to, she's going to make me touch her back, and then her boyfriend's going to see it. See all of her bones, like, yeah. Her Her boyfriend's going to see that. He's going to come over, and he's going to want to kick my ass. Like, it's. It's just how ha- it's like clockwork at this point. It's happened three right. times in the show already, and it is the fourth episode. I know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and Ryan's the only one who sees this. Um, and then Seth's like, uh, he's, so Ryan's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to fight Luke or whatever. And then Seth's like, but you could kick his ass, right? And then Ryan's like, oh, yeah, totally. And Ryan's yeah. and Seth's like, cool. <laughs> I like that bit. Um, so then we cut to Marissa's room with Marissa and Julie. Now, now Marissa doesn't want to go to Cotillion either. This is just like a sequence of people being like, ah, I'm not going. The biggest I event loved, of the year, I'm not I going. I loved this. I thought this I was such a great like editing of like 
scene after scene after oh, yeah. scene. <laughs> it's Every, really great. Everybody just like sitting there in their normal clothes. It's like, hey, we got to go. And like, eh, yeah, because every, every scene had someone dressed and ready to go. Yeah. Being like, what do you mean you aren't going? <laughs> yeah. And this three, one was three uh, times. Three times yeah. it happens. And this one's like Marissa's not wanting to go. And Julie's kind of like, Julie's trying to convince her that like life with Luke will be secure. She's like, you got to stick with Luke. You've been together forever. His family's rich. Like <laughs> His mother and father love each other. They're yeah. not going to like. There's nothing there's bad. There's no lies or deception in that union they're perfect they're a perfect family and so Queen, and it's like uh driving record um, <laughs> no felonies no felonies um and, and you know in this scene i kind of like it's like i kind of understood julie like i disagree with her but i like understood where she was coming from where she's just like i came from like a bad neighborhood i had to like kind of claw my way up to where i am now talks trash on her on her aunt (laughs) oh yeah man julie's sister yeah she was like do you want to end up like yeah my sister your aunt living in like a trailer park or whatever and um but i mean like but that it's just like her values are fucked up like she sees her status and everything as like the end all be all like that's what you strive to achieve and marissa's more like yeah but like the heart wants what the heart wants exactly she's team ryan she's team love she's just like and and (laughs) i mean i'm I'm all i'm all about marissa on this one but like i at least was able to like having established in the last episode that like julie came from like a shitty neighborhood and stuff like i kind of understand where she's coming from as a mother as yeah. a mother, she's just trying to look out and be like, I don't want you to have to struggle like I did. Exactly. Yeah. She she says, go with Luke. It'll be easier. It'll be easier. But it's also like kind of selfishly saying that too, just because she's like, for me, it'll look better if you're with Luke. Right. As opposed to, you know, the kid from Chino. Um, and, then, and then she says, the scene ends with um, something that it, it, it's, it's something that gets said a lot in different like shows and movies. And it's yeah. always, I always find it kind of silly where Marissa was like, uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going, I'm sorry. And then, uh, Julie goes, you're not, but you, but will, you will be. be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the she fuck does that mean? Tires? Yeah. I know. I've never said that to someone before, but when I was rewatching that, I was like, I want to say that to somebody at you some point. Be. You're not starting now. I'm not now, mean it, but, but it's just a fun, be. like, you will be. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, so open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary and ominous. Yeah. I had at another point in your sorry, life. but you might be. <laughs> we'll see what the future holds. I don't know. I had another note here that, like, um, that, like, because Julie, like, knows about the loan that Kirsten gave to Jimmy. Like, oh, like yeah. I think, like, Julie's, Ju- she says, like, nothing in life is certain. And I think what she's, like, the subtext of that is, like, like, your father, I like, I thought I had it all, like, locked down with your dad. And, like, I was set for life with this. But, but he's bad he's, at investments. Yeah, he's a bad he's bad at his job and he's a thief. <laughs> <laughs> and so like you want to go with Luke because 
it's like kind of a sure bet and uh and so yeah i just kind of further illustrating her perspective on that issue but yeah yeah marissa still doesn't want to go you're not sorry you will be and then we cut to the cohen's backyard <laughs> and it's sandy and chris and sandy's just like chilling in a chair She's like eating by leftovers. the pool, eating leftovers got a beer and, uh, got a beer <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah like kirsten comes out and she's like you're not going either. like like Dude, nobody's going to get this was the because this is the like comedy in in threes kind of thing yeah where uh sandy's like i'm not going and kirsten who is we all love her so very she much. looks amazing and she looks she amazing does. she looks great she but she's never the like funny one in the scene but in this moment, and she's not even trying to be, but she just goes, what do you mean you're not going? It's, like, <laughs> it's just like this built up of like, this has happened three times in a row now. And it's yeah. fucking great. We're all feeling where Kirsten's coming from right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sandy's like, I don't want to go pretend to be like, pretend that Jimmy's like the orange county's golden boy like he's like it's a bunch of fake people not interested not vibing on that right now and then uh seth shows up he's wearing the tuxedo and then kirsten's like oh i guess you don't want to go either and seth's like i wanted to leave 20 minutes ago like <laughs> kirsten's like let's get the car let's go <laughs> and so seth and, and kirsten leave and uh then we cut to jimmy's office with jimmy and julie and Jimmy's not going either. This is the fourth time now. It's become a little, it's a little too much at this point. <laughs> but I didn't count this one because he, he ends up go. going. She yeah, he ends up going. <laughs> he's a pushover. For, and, and it's Julie Cooper. You can't say no to Julie Cooper. He can't say no to his family. So it, I thought it was funny that like it cuts, it always, whenever it's Jimmy in his office, he's always like rifling through papers, you know, like shuffling. he's bad at his job. He's not organized. Yeah. He doesn't I was going to say, maybe this cabinets. is why he's bad at his job. It's just, he, he needs like a, a better filing system. Yeah. <laughs> and like the phone's ringing off the hook and he's just like, ah. And then um, like, how much does like a personal assistant cost? Like somebody, an intern or something that can kind of catalog all that stuff and yeah. it's gonna save him a ton ton of time down the road i don't know what he's doing man <laughs> he's making a lot of bad choices and then uh uh little shailene woodley comes in in her pink dress another she always comes in in like a funny outfit and she has like one line in every this is episode. the only time we see caitlin in this episode yeah yeah, no, she, like in the series, right? She's no, in, she um, she pops in never for more than like thirty seconds tops. She's just yeah, like they in, give her like one line. line. She's in Go. and out real quick. Um, yeah, she doesn't really get many lines till way later in the show, but because uh, the show's not about her, she's like fucking like ten. Who gives a shit? But she comes yeah. in and she has the phone. Dude, she could smoke pot or something. <laughs> Maybe later. We'll see. <laughs> She um, will. She comes back in season three as a different uh, actor. Different actor, and yeah. She has a lot more, lot more scenes and. Episodes. Does she have secrets? Oh yeah, remember. man. She's a Cooper. <laughs> She's on she the does. OC. She's got some secrets. Everybody, he's got secrets. <laughs> Um, so she comes in with a phone and she's like, it's Mr. Greg, Mr. Holly's dad that you ran into earlier. He keeps calling, and you never answer the phone. And then Jimmy's just like, okay, I'm going to Cotillion. I don't want to talk to him. Bye. 
and then uh and then we go to cotillion and we're backstage and we have um seth and anna talking to each other and seth has to break the news to anna that ryan's not coming and she's totally cool with it because she's the best and then we she's see fucking great yeah, we see a little little sparks flying between Seth and Anna, maybe. I don't know. There's a well yeah, there's a cute thing where uh Seth is like looking around for Anna and he asks uh somebody else, like, Hey, have you seen Anna Stern? And then she goes, Seth and he turns and looks at her and she looks beautiful in her dress and he goes, Wow. Mm. And she like does this thing where she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, you like? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, wow. She gets like such a like she's already like a super confident person, but it just like bumps it up a little. She's like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. And uh so that's cool. Then we go back to the Cohen's kitchen and it's Ryan and Sandy. Um and Ryan comes walking in with his comic book. Like he is into this comic <laughs> book. <laughs> it's and then, something uh, DC. I don't I didn't read what the what the title was but it was something from the dc universe yeah and he's like uh sandy's like you're not going to cotillion red's like nah he's like you and he's like yeah me neither <laughs> and then we cut to them in the game room playing uh dynasty warriors right and it, it's, i mean this pissed me off because it was one player mode but they were playing a uh, two play with two controllers <laughs> fucking pisses me off when this shit happens <laughs> but oh, they're Sandy doing Cohen- two player campaigns it's a split screen game, Nick. <laughs> and they show the, the TV. Fuck, whatever they have, like, they're, they're, whatever they go, oh, we're playing video games. And it's just like two guys being like, tick, 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 yeah. Tick, tick. They like show the screen for some reason, which they don't have to do. No. But they always show the screen and it's just like, yeah. Want, like, <laughs> just like, ran- a guy like random character is not really doing anything, and you're just like, you didn't have to show the screen. No. <laughs> you could have just all. been like, tick, tick, I got you, fatality, or something. Yeah. Like, like, we see the controllers in your hands. Obviously, you're playing video games. That's it. You don't even they, have to buy a TV. They right. <laughs> also, they are, they're talking about it a lot, and they do that in every episode that they're playing. It's like, I'm doing this. I'm coming after you. I'm going to yeah. get you. Here I'm I go. Stabbing you. Which yeah. Is like, if you play video games, you don't usually do that. If they were playing like Final Fantasy or something and we're like doing some real like in-depth shit talking about Final Fantasy, I would have been like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, when Jimmy talks about his job. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it, get into the weeds yeah. on this. <laughs> Go real vague with it. <laughs> but uh, I love I love watching Peter Gallagher pretend to play playstation 2 because his like <laughs> hands are like off the buttons <laughs> and he's just kind of like jostling the controller it. around <laughs> um so so this this is actually a really nice kind of like ryan sandy scene i thought um sandy says that uh everybody in this town feels like a fraud like everybody's got secrets and ryan's like well what's your secret and then sandy says when the sun's up and the surf's good, and I haven't pissed my wife off as much as I have today, I kind of like this place. Sandy. Oh. Ah, fucking that's, love him. That's his secret. Jimmy Cooper is stealing thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, from Jimmy people. has a much worse <laughs> secret. Peter Gallagher 
kind of likes where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to marry? If he just like Fucking- turn. He just like leans into Ryan and goes, yo, if you ever tell anybody about this, I'll kill you. <laughs> I will send you back to juvie so fucking fast. Ryan, don't, don't ever, ever tell anybody I enjoyed this place. Don't you ever. <laughs> I got I a fucking, reputation. I will slit your throat in the night. Um, so then we cut to a, uh, like Marissa summer having a phone call. Marissa's at her house and then summer's at the, at the cotillion thing. And Marissa tells summer she's not coming. Um, Luke's there and Luke's supposed to be Marissa's escort, obviously. So and now, he's yeah, he's, he's big old pouty lips. Um, so now Luke's going to be summer's escort because Marissa's not there. Summer never founded a, an escort. And, so and Luke's she sloops so fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, also, she also reveals to Marissa that Ryan also is not there. Yes, yes. Chino's not there either. And Marissa's like, oh, he must be in the pool house next door. I guess I'll get all done up <laughs> and go over there. Um, then we cut to the back. Before we get there, we'll cut to the backstage of the cotillion. Seth and Anna are like bonding hardcore over comic books. She's like, I think they should be called graphic novels. They would be taken more seriously. Um, that's like, um, that's, the line that's my is, whole argument. I wrote it all down. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> is this is where, because I, I watched this again really late last night, and there's always like one, this is the most forced line I've ever heard in any film or television. Okay. <laughs> Play it on me. And he goes, she goes, he goes, man, I can't believe you read comic books. And she goes, yeah, in fact, I call them graphic novels. And if everyone else did, maybe they, the rest of the genre wouldn't seem so marginalized. Bam. It was like, did you pull that from a fucking paper you wrote, Anna? <laughs> Which, that's, for the, that's for the older brothers. That's for which, that was written for the older brothers. <laughs> which I I love Anna and I love that she's into comics. But there's a difference between comics and graphic novels and you can't just call a comic book a graphic novel. You're absolutely right, Jay. The monthlies I, are different than the Yeah, the Anna grow up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm willing to forgive that because she's fucking great. No. Yeah, I, I will say, though, that, like, there's, like, a scene later where she's just, like, she's just, like, I think it's because that the line, the way her character was written, they wanted to make her seem, like, so wise and smart that, like, she talks in a way that nobody speaks. And I think the actress does, like, the best she can with it, but it just comes off as kind of, like, wooden <laughs> and... D- did you pick up on that at all with Anna? So strangely, yeah. Oh, it almost felt like, um, like VR or something. Like, <laughs> like she was like just your, like, ma, 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 like ma, your ma, Alexa like, or whatever was telling like, you. Know, make sure you put in that part. We don't want to get in trouble for not thinking comic books are cool, right? So we got to put in that part about the graphic novels. There's another line. I think it's coming up shortly. <laughs> Um, that Anna says that also like it like didn't make any sense to me, but it was just like a cool reference. We'll get there. Um, so then we go to yeah. So um, 
they're bonding over comics. Summer comes up and she's like, Cohen, you're off the hook. Like, I'm going with Luke now. And I'm like, get real, dude. He loves you. Like, stop being stupid. Um, and Seth is like bummed out, even though he's like having this amazing conversation with this like beautiful girl who also doesn't have a date because Ryan's staying at home. Like, fucking get your head out of your ass, Seth, and look at yeah. what's in front of you. My man. Um, and then we cut to the Cohen's <laughs> he, front door. He yeah. fucks up so much in the show. I, I love know. him. He's he is like definitely like my top three favorite characters of the whole show. But like rewatching it again, Ugh. I don't know if it's because I was like closer to his age when I was first watching this, and I was making mistakes the way that he does. But like rewatching it now, there's so many times where I'm just like. You fucking dummy what are you doing yeah. yeah stupid kid man then we cut to the cohen's front door marissa's ringing the doorbell ryan answers the door marissa like got full on done up to come to the door ryan answers the door in a white dress that's like <laughs> the, the the top clasp is undone he's like do you mind yeah just, just, taste your own medicine yeah see how you like it See if you can resist me. Um, he just then, shows uh, up in a full tuxedo, but his pants aren't buttoned. <laughs> do you mind? Oh hey! It's just like, oh hey, do you mind? I can't I, uh, reach. I can't reach down there. <laughs> um, and Marissa's just there to basically be like, uh, uh, "I'll go to the cotillion if you go to the cotillion." Yeah. And so we're kind of like and Ryan. Oh. But again, so quickly, she's dressed like, already. Okay, yeah, sure. Whatever you want. And then we cut to the. We go back to the game room, and and Sandy's like getting really into the the video game. He's like, "I'm killing all the ninjas." Ryan, <laughs> you gotta get in here. I am totally annihilating all of these ninjas. <laughs> God, I love that so guy. Excited. I love that he's yeah. He's just getting into it. And then uh, Ryan walks in with Marissa and Sandy's just kind of like, what? And uh, Ryan's kind of like, we're going to go. And then he kind of like does the eye nod over to Marissa like, huh? Huh? Me and her, her, are going to want to go to the cotillion. And Sandy's just like picks up on it immediately because he's very astute. He says, well, I'll get the car. And then we cut to... Did we get to the cotillion already? Yeah, here we go to the cotillion lobby. We're at the cotillion. And, I uh, wrote cotillion more than I've ever written cotillion before <laughs> in my life. I'll so, never forget. How, how do you spell it? C-O. <laughs> oh, shit. Did I, you look it up? To write well, in no, your it notes? Auto, it auto-corrected. Oh, it auto-corrected. Okay. I was yeah, the first time I typed it, I... Yeah, it, it looks like cotillion. Cotillion. I did not know that. I was doing it with an A this whole time. I'm an idiot. What are you poor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did they already did they already have this scene with Anna and uh Seth that where she's like, you gotta like pretend to be confident. Oh, Do that you, hasn't that's, happened that's yet. Coming that's up. coming up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so right now we're in the lobby. It's kind of like cocktail hour at the cotillion. And uh, it's like Jimmy and Greg, Holly's dad, who keeps calling him. Yeah. Um, so, okay. This is, again, how Jimmy is a, such a fucking idiot. He's like, the guy a good time. The guy comes up. Yeah. Greg comes up to him. 
And Greg's like, hey, uh, where's my check? Because I asked you to bring my money that I gave you to invest. And Jimmy's just like, I don't have your money. <laughs> like he, t- he, he says like, now is the time to tell him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't have your money. tone of like, yeah, I lost it all, you idiot. <laughs> hey, man. We're t- I'm just trying to have a have good time at Have you seen my Cotillion. office? There is papers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You notice how, how I, I, I screamed. I good at my job. All of your phone calls. I can't Fucking. even organize my personal space. <laughs> I don't even remember your last name. I just call you Holly's dad. You're That's just Holly's I dad saved to me. In my terrible filing system, which doesn't exist. So, <laughs> so yeah, Jimmy just says like, "I don't have your money." <laughs> then he like blows him off, but he's just like, "Oh, it's Cotillion." Like, fuck it, we'll talk about it later. He's the worst man. Um, then uh, we see Ryan, Marissa, and. Uh, Sandy enter right and they're all wearing their like street clothes while everybody else is in their tuxedos or whatever and so so they're there they, they've gone there uh, we go backstage and this is another Ryan Marissa Luke fucking squabble because this just can't stop from happening whenever the three of them are in a room together and then Luke finally is just like Luke breaks up with Marissa which is just kind of like what Marissa's wanted the whole time, I guess. Like, yeah. Obviously, she's into Ryan. She could have just broken up with Luke. She's like in no way, shape, or form, like giving any hints that she's going to do that. So Luke's just like, "Fuck this!" Like, I'm done. I'm done with this petty bullshit. And uh, so I'm the captain of the water polo team. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go fuck Holly because I'm sure, the captain of the water polo. Beach house. Yeah. Great beach house. Great for fucking. And it's none of this drama with Holly. Yeah. It's you see how popular. Pure... The thing is about this show, you see how popular the water polo team is. Just imagine how, like, handsome the football players are. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were oh, saying. Man. It's like, it's, it's such a rich person thing. Like, I didn't even know people played water polo in high school. Yeah, yeah, a, that was an Olympic such sport. Such a weird concept. Uh, yeah, it makes me think that if like that is the case, the the football team, like they're the actual popular kids. Like none of these kids, <laughs> nobody's are, popular. Yeah, they're like Marissa and some. They're all like middle tier in popularity. Damn, those parties must be crazy, then, dude. Yeah, the football <laughs> players are, and cheerleaders are all like, "You guys are going to Cotillion? What are you fucking?" babies what you, like what nobody a yeah that's fucking nerd shit get real like um, we're out here selling ecstasy <laughs> we're doing like acid and like jumping off of boats it's fucking tight um so then we could so yeah luke's done and and then marissa's just kind of like luke's like oh, i'm done i'm breaking up with you whatever he storms out and and marissa's just kind of like sad and like confused and she kind of like shrugs at the same time that she's sad and i'm just like what are you trying to convey right now she gets that from her dad the shrugging that's the jim that's the jimmy cooper shrug the cooper shrug um so then it's uh then we i guess it goes to commercial there and then we come back and it's backstage it's a little bit later and then um anna goes up to ryan and she's just like uh she says okay this is the this is the line that i thought was like a weird reference she says um you're too late to like go with me uh because i guess she's she's going with seth now 
whatever. She's like, no, you're too late. She had, he had already left. He stood her up at yeah. that point. Right, right, right. So Anna's just like, ship has sailed. You're too I late. I think Anna, Anna has it in her head that she's going to go with Seth. Yeah, that's in the stars. That's going to happen. Yeah. So Anna's like to Ryan, you're too late. I guess you'll have to go with Princess Mononoke over there. And she points to Marissa. And I'm like... What does that mean? Because I've seen I, I that movie. That. I didn't write it down or anything, but what is that? So That's Princess a, Mononoke. It's an anime yeah, well, it's a yeah, it's a Hayao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli uh, movie. Okay, um, it's you just know, like pointing Ponyo out that she's into Spirited all the Way. same stuff that Seth is. Okay. Yeah, I know, and that's mm. literally all it is because, like, like that movie. There's like. There's not even like like the, to, I like tried so hard to understand like that reference. Like I feel like if she said like Princess Peach, like from Mario, that would have made like even a little more sense. But, right. But Princess Mononoke is like it's like this girl who's like raised by wolves, <laughs> and then this like one character in the movie calls her Princess Mononoke. It's not even her name in the movie. And then like at the end of the movie, like I guess she like kind of falls in love with the main dude, but like. It's not even like a main plot point or anything. It's about like earth gods and stuff. Like the reference made no <laughs> sense to me. And I was just like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Um, but yeah, that was another like shoe. It's like her lines feel very shoehorned. Yeah, like you were saying the, earlier about the if, graphic novel. If the graphic novel line is was for the big brothers, then the Mononoke was to make them be like, this is bullshit. This is stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out on Anna. <laughs> like, I could see them trying because it was like, I could, yeah, that movie's cool. That movie's awesome. But it's also, and it's like kind of like indie at the time. It was kind of harder to find the Japanese movies, but weird right. reference. I think, yeah, it's, reference it's super weird. And again, I think their goal was just to be like, Cause she's the female Seth Cohen, basically. Like they're into yeah. all the same shit. Yeah. And it's like Seth would probably reference uh Studio Ghibli or whatever. Like Right. Something that Ryan would totally not get. Yeah. <laughs> um and th- this was the scene where I thought Anna's acting was a little stiff, but maybe it was just that line like rubbed me the wrong way. Um Maybe, but she does say she goes, just go. And she's like joking, <laughs> but she says it to Ryan. And honestly, she says it way better than he did in the model home episode. It, well, where he was like, go. He's yeah. He said it like comically over yeah. the top. She's being comically like comical on purpose. And yeah. it's, it's like way it better than Oh, his. it works so much better. She yeah. doesn't have a lot of, um, even when she's like upset in later episodes, like she still kind of has the same like tone of voice. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. She's which not. I get, I, maybe that's a cool thing. I don't know, but she's just so like, um, like put together. Yeah. But she don't, she doesn't like, let her emotions kind know, of like, like waver. You, your, your head is obviously somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm just gonna let you cool off i'm going to retire to my chambers for the evening and discuss she's like this in the easily morning. 34 <laughs> yes <laughs> she's much more mature than hey, anybody man, i she's know she's from 
she's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, baby, blue collar town. Oh, yeah. You get older the a penguins. little quicker in Pittsburgh. It's <laughs> <laughs> where Mr. Rogers was born. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that they got that going for him. Um, so then we go to da, 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 Princess Mononoke bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Ryan offers to escort Marissa. And Marissa's like totally into it. She's like, yeah, let's go. And Julie's it's like standing next to her. And she's like, no, please don't. <laughs> don't. I don't want this to happen. But like, get real, Julie, it's going to happen. They're meant to be together. Um, and then we go to that's this is where the the she tells Seth to be confident. We cut to the hallway and Seth is like in the hallway by himself, like hunched over sitting next Talking to a wall. To himself. Yeah. He like talks to himself so much. Weirdo. <laughs> it's because uh, Captain Oates like, isn't there. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, maybe I can do And you're just like, you're like, who is this? yourself. Yeah. Who right. is this crazy person? Um, but uh, Anna approaches him nonetheless. And um, she's she she tells him straight up, she's like, you're not a man. You got to be confident. It's like, that's how you like get girls to like you. You got to be confident. And so she asks him if he will escort her to Cotillion. And he's just like, sure, maybe, I don't know. And she's like, confidence, Cohen. And she does a little like shoulder brush thing. Super cute. And he's Very just like, cool. he's just like, I would love to. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's a very nice moment between these two. And yeah, obviously like you, you feel like, like us knowing what we do, knowing the rest of the series, we know obviously Seth ends up with summer, but at this point going cold, going into this cold, I would feel like, Oh, Anna and Seth, obviously. Yeah. Like, this makes so much more sense than him and Summer. Because Summer's terrible. Like, I don't even know why he likes her. She's right. the worst. Yeah, she's kind of the Karen Filippelli. Yeah. <laughs> Who, Summer? Yeah, no. Or Anna. Uh, Anna. 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 Yeah. Where, where you're, you're like, like, you're like, if this works out, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. She's this super... is honestly, on paper, mm-hmm. better choice. Super rad. Super uh, cool. Super cool. Put together. Beautiful. Like, who, Pam who? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but in the OCs, in the in in their defense or whatever, like, you do, they do start dating, and it does get to a point where they're, like, wearing the same clothes and, like, have well, all yeah. the same. Like, S- Summer kills it for It gets it to a point them. where you're like, oh, yeah. yeah Maybe the- it's not great if you're the exact same as your partner. I agree. And I think um, Anna, I think it's maybe Anna talks to Sandy at some point, And she's like, she's basically like, you and Kirsten don't seem to have anything in common. Like, why, why are you guys married? Like, what, how does, how do you make it work? And it's basically like, it's more of like a testament to compatibility than sameness. Like when you're in high school, mm-hmm. you want to be the same as your partner because you're like looking for your identity and you're like, you find it in music and movies and the way you dress and stuff. And you're like, that person's into all that same stuff as me. So exactly, we should go out. But like, but like actual compatibility, it, like none of that stuff matters. Um. But you're right that yeah that is a that is a good point why why Seth and Anna really shouldn't 
work out. But at this point, I'm like, yes, of course, yes. Seth and Anna, 100% all the way. So then we go to kind of last looks and it's, you know, all of the uh, debutantes and the white knights kind of like getting in line. Oh, if I could just real quick. uh, Every every once in a while, there's like a real artsy shot in the show. And Uh the shot of Ryan and Marissa like walking out of their dressing rooms and like yeah. there's that like mirror yes across oh, yeah, from the dressing that. rooms yes yes that yes. was a good shot man i really shot. liked that yeah good work dp whoever you are um that's so where the- he really like earns his pay there's always one <laughs> shot like that yeah yeah they kind of like he kind of like he suggests it to the director and They're the like, we have to create a scene that would never happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we can prove that we know what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, That's- it's Mick G, right? The vid- music video guy? He's, he's, a, like, he's a producer he's an of the EP show. Yeah, yeah, he's like the executive producer, so he probably has to like make he's a signature a, in it yeah yeah he's got a, a visual uh, he's got to have something that looks like a Gwen Stefani video in it <laughs> <laughs> once per episode he's like that's all I ask for guys and so we got the mirror shot and it works um, I can so, just imagine him just like it was this two, 2003 just yeah. like coked out of his mind just like <laughs> I'm Mick G I made Charlie's Angels <laughs> Yep, yep. That was uh, he did that. I directed he did, the second Charlie's Angels movie. He did uh, Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale. Yeah, he's he's got an he interesting. He did Shawshank Redemption. Record. He's Mick G. <laughs> Mick fucking G. Get with it, y'all. But he was uh, like a big uh, music video guy. He I was, think. yeah. That's kind of how he earned his stripes. I feel like probably did some commercial work as well. And then they let him direct some feature films that I, I think they did pretty well. I know Charlie's that Angels was Charlie's a big success. Charlie's Angels movie made a fuck ton of money. Yeah. I don't know. If, did he just do a sequel? You know what? I don't want to go down a McG hole right now. <laughs> we got a cotillion to get to. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll so have more McG content on the Patreon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks a month and you get our uh, spinoff McG podcast. Yeah. We'll talk about McG. <laughs> <laughs> so we go we're at last looks like they're literally in line about to go on stage and summer comes up to seth and she's like i'm available now and uh seth's there with anna and and this is one of my favorite seth's moments and he because he just kind of like he's like no we're gonna go over here no he does he like cabbage a, patches a little, like, cabbage patch away. thing yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm like you get it boy yeah, but he's confidence. Confidence. He yeah, did he even think like about it for a second. He and Anna, yeah, he thinks about it, and he and Anna exchange a look, and Anna's kind of like confidence, Cohen, and he's like, no, no, Summer, no, and I just, <laughs> I, I think it was like extra gratifying because Summer's just been absolutely horrible up until this point to him. Gosh, I'm like, monster. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, stand up for yourself, bro. Um, and so now finally, the cotillion happens the greatest event in newport beach of the year and who's our mc for the night peggy my favorite (laughs) (laughs) mc peggy mc peggy of the house 
And so she's announcing all of the debutantes and their escorts. I don't want to say white knight. I'm just going to say escort. Like they should have just stuck with that the whole time. Yeah. And uh, so we get Anna and Seth walking up. It's super cute. He's, she's like confidence and he's like, you know, stands up straight and stuff. And they're so into each other. That's great. And then, um, so it's, I guess it's like, it's a lot like a wedding because every father escorts the, the girl up to the stage and then the escort takes the girl from the father and they walk down to the dance floor. Well, that's what I think it used to be like a betrothed. Like a betrothing. Like a mass wedding? <laughs> no, like where they, where they would be like, okay, you, this is so-and-so's son, you're so-and-so's daughter, and now that you're old enough, like, you ah. guys can start courting. Okay. Or whatever. Interesting. And I, th- I think that's why, but man, those dads look pissed off. Yeah, yeah. None of them are super. I, I'd imagine Holly's dad's extra, like, not stoked to be there uh, because of the well, Jimmy situation. Yeah, you know, the pharmaceutical industry's been going. You know, far, farm, big pharma. It's up and down. It's all over the place. Um, so I thought this was actually like a cute moment between Jimmy and Marissa because Jimmy's escorting Marissa up there, and yes, he is an absolute shithead and he's stupid as fuck, but. <laughs> He's a good dad. He gets up there and he says, I love you. Love you, kiddo. And then Marissa's like, always calls her kiddo. It's yeah. Kind of sweet. I Marissa's like, it. like, I love you, daddy. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's a nice moment between these two. And then, um, and then kid Chino comes up and, uh, escorts Marissa off to the dance floor. So there's a, there's like a, a little like instrumental piano song playing. And, after the I love you kiddo, I love you dad, it mm-hmm. like it's just the piano music from that moment on and then like you see people clapping, but you don't hear them clapping. Yeah. And uh that's another really like, like Mick I G really liked that. music video moment. Yeah, I thought that moment was uh was really well done. The way the yeah, the 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 audio in the room kind of like dips out. And then you're just left with this like pretty piano music while yeah. Ryan and Marissa walk slow motion down to the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. Except for I'm surprised the piano wasn't like karma police or something. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I only they don't, wish. Have the, they don't have the budget for fucking we radio. Can't get radio Dude, I would have been so watching this for the first time when I was like 23, 24, if they'd have done if they they like sound kind of go trails off of the clapping or whatever, and it's just the song and it's fucking hallelujah again. <laughs> I'd have been like, all right, guys, we got it for the whole season. We might as well throw they, they it. They didn't say how much we had to use it. Yep. <laughs> just going to kind of slide this one in here. I mean, it is kind of there. Thrown a chair through the television. It feels like (laughs) two episodes later, or one or two episodes later, and it's fucking. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. It's their song. It is kind of their song. It is their song, and you hear it again. But yeah, it's it's way later in the season, so it's enough time has passed that it's not weird. So when the when the audio in the room picks back up, they're dancing to like like real old timey music 
like ten music pin alley. Ten reminded pin alley me music. of the Bioshock video game. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Old, it's like really. It sounds like it's playing on a like one of those old record players with like the big uh, like a gramophone. Yeah, yeah. It just it's like it just sounds so like filtered and yeah. It's like real. It's not even like a big band jazz song or anything. It's like a really slow, weird kind of creepy minor song. Like a calliope. Yeah, it's, that was it's so strange. That was your girl Peggy's choice. She was the MC for the night. She picked. She's the music. all think, about. She's all about tradition. I don't know. I think she might have misstepped on that one. <laughs> it's like it was an odd choice, but hey, that's Peggy for you. She's a no nonsense type of gal. Um, so 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 they're all da- all the kids are dancing. It's nice. Um, Ryan's it's a song they best. dance to at the first ever cotillion. I think so. I think it's like so traditional that they they actually have. Like an old gramophone <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> and they're blasting it through one of those big fucking horn things that's on them. <laughs> uh, so this is all the the kids are all dancing. Um, Greg comes up to Jimmy, and he's like, "Where's my fucking money, dude?" And then Jimmy's just like, "Now's not the time. Like, call call me tomorrow, and we'll." Look, aren't the girls beautiful? He's just look trying at our like, girls. Aren't they he's beautiful? Like, I'm enjoying my evening. Can you please ignore my? like financial misdoings for a second (laughs) just for now like you can you can beat me up tomorrow and then greg's like no i'm gonna beat you up right now and greg fucking decks jimmy lays him out like gets two really solid punches on him and then uh shit out of jimmy yeah and like onto the dance floor like punches him onto the dance floor so everybody's looking at this julie's mortified uh sandy of all people jumps in to save jimmy because this is of like, course he did. Because of course he did. <laughs> this is like, and which you know, Seth did for Ryan in episode one when Ryan was getting jumped by Luke and his boys. Seth jumped in, and it, it was the it was this is a fucking callback. It was the exact same <laughs> thing where Seth or, or Sandy, sorry, Sandy jumps in and pulls Greg off, and then he just kind of looks at him like I don't know what to do now, and then Greg punches Sandy, lays him out. And then hey, Ryan sees Ryan this. fucking spears him. Yeah, Ryan hey, like goes just, full on just tackle. On a, just just on a on a visceral level, how fucking pissed were you to see Sandy Cohen get punched? I was mad. Man, I uh I was yeah, mad. I was, I was that's like, when I was like, all right, everybody calm down. <laughs> I was like, don't, I don't you dare punch Sandy Cohen. Look, I get it, Greg. You're upset, your money's gone. But how dare you, sir? You you crossed the line. You my crossed friend. the fucking line right now, man. Uh, and then yeah, like Ryan Ryan neutralizes. He just like goes in, tackles the dude, and then I mean, like two spears him like hard spears out of nowhere. Him. Spears him. He knows how to neutralize a threat. <laughs> and then uh, two rando dads <laughs> kind of pull Greg off, and then Greg says. Greg's just screaming about Jimmy. He's like, you're a thief. He's a thief. He screams it no less than 20 times before he's like pulled out of the building. There's a bunch of role of just like people looking at each other like, did he just call him a thief? And he's like, that's right. He's a thief. (laughs) He's got all of your money and he's stealing it. He's a thief. 
And Did I actually thought like me? this was a good bit of acting from this dude because he, he seems like it, genuinely like fired up and upset and like yeah, he's just and he's also like kind of embarrassed because he's like everybody's looking at him, but he's yeah, just like he's, like, he's just like he's a thief. Up. He's a thief. Yeah, come on, he yeah. lost hundreds of thousands of dollars of it. Like he trusted this dude. Like yeah. He he gets to yell that because Jimmy indeed is that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, gone. Fucking pony lessons. That was just <laughs> what he was going to take out of that account. Right. There was probably more. Oh my god. Yeah. And he just wanted financials. Fucking financials, dude. You know White what? I'm on Greg's crime. side. Not that he punched Sandy, but. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I think he I'm totally up. okay. With yeah, he was heat of the moment. I I'm willing to forgive that, but you're right. You know like, that Sandy and Greg are gonna see each other out uh, with their surfboards in the morning and just be like, "No words needed." They just know. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "It's all it's, good, bro. It's all good. At least we got this New sweet world. ocean." In our lives. <laughs> In they don't say a are... single word. They yeah. just do the shaka <laughs> bar. Go, and all is forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, bruh. It's all water under the proverbial bridge, bruh. So, um, so then we uh, we cut to commercial after uh, this madness happens, and we come back, and it's it's a li- it's a little later, but we're still at the cotillion. The cops are there, and. Um, uh, Kirsten's talking to Sandy. Sandy's got like a bag of like uh, iced peas on his uh, face from his from his punch that he took. Um, Kirsten's like, uh, "You didn't have to defend Jimmy." To which Sandy replies, oh, "I always had this thing for the underdog." Hey. Ah, Sandy Cohen. I've always got a thing for you, Sandy Cohen. The best, <laughs> the fucking best, and uh, yeah. So the so Ryan comes in and and Sandy's just like, "Hey Ryan, as your attorney, the police are going to want to ask you a bunch of questions. As your attorney, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but That's my whole thing was, stuff. yeah, my whole thing was why, like Ryan just he, yeah he like tackled him, but it was to like break the fight up, I guess because. He has a the fact that past. he was involved at all, I yeah. think, would gotta... be like a tick mark on whatever probation. Right. I don't know how probation works, but um, <laughs> like a his probation report card would be like not great. Gotcha. It's like wherever this a, kid an is, satisfactory. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look good on paper. Wherever Ryan no. is, the police show up. You don't up. want a cop to ask. I feel like if you're on probation, you don't want a cop to ask you directions. Right. right. <laughs> you don't want it to come up at all. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Ryan's like, all right, cool. I'm going to bail. And um, he sees Seth and Anna. And Seth's like, hey, do you mind if I walk your date home, Anna? This was uh, in the... In the um, uh, the gamble, the casino night episode, uh-huh. their their little back and forth at the bar that we loved so much. This yeah. is that scene in this episode. It's just like this quick little like <laughs> you little good? exchange. I'm good. Things yep. were are things are working out. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad yeah. things are working out for you. It's like a really they're fucking brothers now. And it's they really are. nice. It's so great. But there there was one little 
little thing that Seth says that I was just kind of like, what are you doing? So, so Seth's like, hey, do you mind if I walk your date home? And Ryan looks over and sees Anna and Anna's like, hi. And uh, Ryan's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. You, you, you got it, bro. And then Seth goes, do you want to come? <laughs> like he invites Ryan along to have like a nice midnight stroll with a girl that he's getting like uh, getting along with. Like, and then Ryan's kind of like, no, I'm good. Like, you, I'll see you at the house. Like, walk this hot girl home that you're obviously into. Like, <laughs> this is why Seth needs Ryan. So he, he knows these moments where it's like, because in Seth's mind, Seth is like, you're my friend and we're brothers now. You can come with us if you, you want. Do you want to hang out like, and yeah. watch me try to kiss this girl? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's like, no, dude, you fucking go. Yeah, you got this, dude. You don't, I don't yeah. need to be there. I don't like think every, don't worry, like everything is a 10 minute walk from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something tells me you're not going to get into a fight while you're walking Anna home. So you don't need me. I'm fine. I'll see you at house. Um, so Who then uh, Luke's just out on the streets. Yeah. He's prowling. He's, he's furious. <laughs> um, so Anna says, so this is, this is where the, the, at the, at the very beginning of this episode on the previously on where Seth mentioned sailing to Tahiti, this is where that finally kind of like, cause this is the only thing I could think of where like, this is the reason they showed that in the previously oh, yeah. on, which are is going to call, are you counting stuff. this as a callback? How could you um, know? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Anna, Anna's talking to Seth and Seth's like, you know, like, uh, whatever, looking forward to getting to know you or whatever. And then Anna's actually like, oh, I'm actually spending the rest of the summer on a sailing trip to Tahiti. And yeah, it's, it's a little too coincidental. <laughs> If you ask me. Yeah, it's like she's from the future or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, did you go through my journal before you came here, <laughs> Anna? Uh, I'm totally cool with it. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah, whatever. Yeah, it It's a little on the I, I mean, I feel like they are so much being like they are the same person. Yeah. That it's like, it's, it's so like overtly and like overly intentional that I think it's kind of funny that not, not even that she's like, I like sailing. I'm sailing yeah. to and a different Island. It's like yeah. no, the <laughs> same one. It's fucking brick to forehead with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My boat's named summer too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boat's named August or August. August, uh, <laughs> spring, spring, Wind. Spring wind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we cut to uh, outside. This, I guess this is kind of like the back porch of the clubhouse area. Um, and this is where the music cue comes in. I think you're talking about it's to Sheila by the Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. It's one of those like acoustic numbers they did. It's so good. It's great I'd never, song. I'd never heard this song. I mean, it's I kind of a deep cut. Yeah. I've heard probably only the radio hits of the Smashing Pumpkins, but uh, I remember being like, this guy sounds kind of like Billy Corgan. And I, when I Shazammed it, I was like, oh yeah, it is Billy Corgan. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I this like was this a great song a lot. choice. Really yeah. Great cut. Um, so Marissa's out there. She's all by herself. She's all sad because her dad's a piece of shit. Uh, Ryan comes out. 
he like puts his jacket over her shoulders which um we see in the opening title sequence of the show it's like ah clicking now it's all coming together and um marissa's just kind of like what happened now what happens and ryan has no answers for he's just like i don't know i don't know (laughs) he's just like (laughs) i'm just here what would you do if you saw your dad get punched like, yeah, and then some guy was like, he's a damn, thief. That's he's a, a good thief. Question. As he's getting dragged like, off. Like, because initially, my thing with Marissa is always like, she's overreacting. But no, if somebody yeah. punched my dad in front of me, I think Ryan would have to put his coat over my shoulders, too. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Just be like, what do, why did that's that a, happen? I know. It's a big one. It's a heavy one. Or, yeah. like, it also. <clears throat> opens the floodgates of like okay well my dad doesn't have as much money as he implied that's not good right and also i i don't think she knows about the like federal investigation yet but well she might have been putting it together because remember they they've been coming to his house house. yeah yeah she she keeps keeps bailing him out so she's gotta know something's off but now she's yeah putting all the pieces together She's it's, like, man, is that what all those SEC guys were about? <laughs> those guys that came to our house every day and asked to talk to my dad. And my dad was like, tell him I'm away at the office. <laughs> huh, I, I wonder. you were playing like hide and seek or something. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, Luke shows up because we can't have Ryan and Marissa together without <clears throat> Luke showing up. And he offers to take Marissa home. And Marissa's like, finally, just like, I just want to be alone right now. <laughs> and she like kind of takes off. And then we're just left with like Ryan and Luke standing there kind of just like mean mugging each other. And, um, and then uh, it, the episode ends with Ryan kind of, I guess he like turns his gaze to Marissa. As she's like walking out and we, we end on Ryan kind of just like longing for Marissa. And then we cut to credits and we're out of, we're out of episode four. This I liked like, how they ended it. Um, it was very Degrassi of them to like really end it on like a bummer moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't always do that. I mean, yeah, no, they go I mean, kind of hot and cold to the show. Some sort of like thing, but this is just like, dang, this that is heavy. Sucks. Yeah, and then it's like sucks for everybody. <laughs> I'm interested to see if there's a pattern when we watch the next one because it's like the first one I mean the first one ends with him realizing that his mom moved out but then Sandy's like come on let's go so I yeah. kind of chalk that up as like positive because Sandy takes him back Yeah. second one they get arrested so that one's kind of sad Bummer. third one ryan's gonna live with us now so big, that one's happy big plus yeah so it's like do they just alternate each down? episode of maybe man maybe we'll f- we'll, we'll find see. out so next far next week that pattern's <laughs> establishing yeah um that's it for uh episode four thanks for sticking around nick shrum thank you so much for hanging out and uh chatting with us this was a lot of fun yeah thank you for having me absolutely really enjoyed man. it and please anytime you guys need anybody else to talk about any of the other oc episodes please holler at me <laughs> there's there's about 90 of them left so yeah. you'll be hearing from us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's awesome 
Cool. Well, uh, yeah, uh, you can, I guess, subscribe to this if you want to listen to it every week. <laughs> We're going to stick to it. We're looking at Wednesday releases. Um, be sure to, uh, I guess, leave us a review if you can. And I don't know how that helps us out, but I guess it does. Uh, Something about the... If if someone searches for the OC yeah. in the podcast we'll search, pop up. I'd imagine ours is probably one of the only ones that's going to pop up anyways. Sure. But the more reviews we get, the higher up it'll be. Cool. Well, whatever. I just enjoy doing it. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I guess I'm on Instagram at Mitchell Hardage, H-A-R-D-A-G-E. Do you guys want to plug anything? Uh, you can find me on TikTok. I'm at... Kickflip kid, four twenty. He does a really good uh, ratchet, bougie, ratchet, <laughs> ratchet. That that one, that dance that all the kids are doing. God, we're so old. Shrum, you got anything? Oh boy. Uh, yeah. If you want to look at my Instagram, see some pictures of my son or food. Um, it's at Nick Shrum for life, life with a Y. And uh, that's it. I uh, wish we're hoping that, uh, that in the next couple, maybe year or so, in the next year, we hopefully have some more food stuff available for folks, either online or at a restaurant. So, yeah, we'll plug that later. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really stoked for uh, this lockdown to end, so that so <laughs> that we can all eat more of Nick Trump's food because he's a really good chef. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, cool. Trump. Thanks so much for doing this, man. It's a uh, like we were saying, you know, with with uh, the quarantine and stuff, it's it's fun to just talk to people about anything, let alone something you can just get overly um, anal- <laughs> analytical about, like something like this that doesn't really need to be analyzed, but it's really fun to do that. Yeah. So thanks for doing that with us. Yeah, you've really inspired me and, me and Jess. We might start doing of how much uh do sopranos episodes and just see how much we remember (laughs) (laughs) i do take like a lot of notes when we do this because yeah oh it helps to take notes (laughs) it just helps like yeah like remember like what happened scene because there's so many scenes in these this show um but yeah thanks thanks so much um we'll check you guys next week with episode five until then California. California. Here we come. <laughs> Thanks. Thank bye. you. Be safe. Thank you. This podcast is a Kitty Wing production.